from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I finally found the perfect television show for Maury to be on. Oh. Uh, it's French. And this is oh, from... Bonjour, a, this bonjour. Is, thank you. Oui, oui, oui. Uh, this is from a little <laughs> while ago. The The name of the show is uh, Saint-Mon-Choix-Choix. Oh, uh, Saint-Mon-Choix. C-H-O-I-X. Yeah, stop it. Uh, it's called It's My Choice is the name of the show. That's the, the, the uh, translation. And what oh, they, c'est ma choice. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so what they what they did was they took they went on the hunt, okay, for people that have unusual laughs. These are people that other people in your life have gone, oh, my God, you have the weirdest laugh. Right. So they did a hunt for people who have unusual laughs. And what they did is they brought eight of them on stage of this television show Mm -hmm. and then they just started talking to them and then. Things started to get funny. And then as with laughing, especially when you hear somebody who has a funny laugh, you laugh at that person's laugh. However, when it's a collection of individuals who all have funny laughs and nobody has heard what the other person beside them sounds like laughing, you wind up with eight people with the most unusual laughs all laughing together. And this is how it went down. No. Oh my god. What is that? Vous êtes célibataire, c'est pas à cause de votre rire. J'espère pas. Non. Okay, yes, we are, we are, we are, here goes Maury. Yo, okay. that one, at the, the beginning, it sounded like, the way they were allowing on R.I.P. Maury. We need, um, yeah. the, the person at the beginning, it sounded like they were going, um, the way they were laughing, was like, okay, and you have to understand, okay, so I, I had to go and I had to watch this actual video because I thought that that, was like some French clown sitting there trying to make them laugh. And it wasn't. This was a woman. That was her actual natural laugh. So, again, they grabbed eight people. We're going to play it again, the whole thing. Um, Okay? We have to. Uh, So so there's a French show, and they grabbed eight people that have they're known in their circle of friends and their family for having unusual laughs. And they took eight people with super unusual laughs and put them together and got them all laughing. And, again, this is how that went down. Vous êtes célibataire, c'est pas à cause de votre rire. J'espère pas. Non.
<laughs> Is that air horn one that that makes it hilarious? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> That's definitely, definitely like a bird sanctuary. That's exactly what it sounds like. All of them together. <laughs> Yo, <this is> <laughs> oh my god! Oh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Very hot things. Very hot things. Roz and Mocha's very hot things. Welcome back, lovers, to Very Hard Things. <laughs> what are you fools laughing at in there? What are you guys doing in there? We were singing along. Schmo. Oh. Yeah. Hey, don't be doing that, bro. Come I on, man. That. I know. I love Mess it. Shem's with it. me in the streets. No, no, man. Messes with me in the streets. Come on, man. Yeah, Come I, on. I start using that in the group chat. I know. I send a message to the people. The people are loving Schmo. The people need to shut up. What do you think, Deepa? That sounds like a great nickname, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, thank wow. you, Deepa. Wow. See, Deepa's on, on Team Schmo. Be your own yeah. dining <laughs> people, you know. Right? Ain't nothing wrong with Schmo. And, hit, and, and send Schmo some love, by the way, on social media. Oh, nah. you can Even if you want to Photoshop like a picture of uh, Shem and Maury together, because wow. I don't think there actually one exists of the two of them together. Wow. Um, Photoshop one together. <laughs> hashtag Schmo. Yeah, right? that'd be great. It's the best. We should get t-shirts made, Deepa. Uh, yeah. So the very hard things. <laughs> Welcome to very hard things. So over the holidays, and when I say holidays, I mean Christmas, okay? Uh, I, I I gave Maury and his husband, damn it, Matthew, a gift. And it was a, it's a cylinder lockbox puzzle. It's a six letter combination puzzle. And it, it's everything. If you guess the word, the puzzle just simply unlocks. And inside I put a hundred dollar bill in. And in the card that I gave them, I wrote, uh, the clue is this. You can be one. You can become one. You can have one. That's, that's the clue. Is it Six one $100 bill or 10s and 20s? It is. Here, I'll show it to you right now. Here, look. Let me just unlock it because I have oh. unlocked it. <laughs> With ease. With ease. Jeez. <laughs> right? And just so you know, there, and it's even I got a Christmas ribbon around it. There is uh-huh. the $100 bill with yeah. a little tiny Christmas ribbon around it. Beautiful. It'll go back into the lockbox. I will slide the lockbox together like that and then just do it back up again. Yeah. Okay, oh. so it's that easy, right? And this has now been months yeah. Months of Maury and Matthew this trying. Is their, so their fourth attempt again. Six letters. Um, they guessed uh, loved, which is five. Uh, <laughs> we think another letter was going to magically like disappear. Uh, they guessed uh, a hole, which is seven. Uh, Jewish was on the list. Parent was on the list. Uh, alibi is on the list. Again, six letters is what we're looking for, gentlemen. Um, father um, uh, lemon. Which is uh, also five. Oh my god! Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like what? Yeah, was already done with you guys. Uh, oh my god! Uh, paw rent, P A W R E N T, was on the list. Um, and, also seven, uh, seven. Letters, yeah, guys. okay. And uh, uh, again, the clue was: you can be one, you can become one, you can have one. Uh, uh, famous was one of their guesses. Wisdom was another guess. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into the dirty words right now, but they're all on there. Mm-hmm. They're all on there. So, uh, Dammit Maury and Dammit Matthew, a.k.a. the Dammits, attempt number four at this lockbox. Matthew, 
No, I'm not doing this now. No. 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 I, I no. put a lot of thought into this. No, because I'm... No. Why not? Get out now. But you're on Get the out. toilet. This is a perfect Morning? opportunity. Oh, Get out now. Oh, no. You're sitting down. You have nowhere to go. I hate you right now. So, okay, great. When you do this, I'll say the word. No, just can you turn it? I'm done with this. Give that back to Roz. Matthew. He can give it away as a bonus gift with his book to somebody. I put a lot of thought into these couple of words. The six-letter words. You ready? Because the clue was, once again... just give me the words. I don't need the whole spiel. Okay, the clue was... You can be one, you can become one, or you can have one. I don't care. You ready? The first word is bottom. No. Wait, bottom doesn't fit, does it? (laughs) Or does it? Yours does. How do you spell bottom? B-O-T-T-O-M. Okay. I don't even know what I have. It's couple. Couple. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, try liquid. Ew. It's not liquid. What? It's not anything. Thank you, people. You can be liquid, you can become liquid, or you You can't be liquid. Yeah, if they, like, you know, blend you. Oh, wow. Anything to come about liquid. Merry Christmas. It's not liquid. I don't even know why I'm trying liquid, because I know he wouldn't have picked liquid. Hi. Okay, where's the D? <laughs> I don't know. Where is the D? It's not this. Okay, next one. Next one, you ready? I'm, I, how okay. many? Three more. Words. Three more. Okay, this next one. Myself. Myself. No, I'm not yeah. doing that. It's no, a look, stupid word. You can be myself, you can become myself, or you can have myself. Mari, I'm not even doing that word. That's a stupid word. What if it's myself? <laughs> it's not. Okay, oh. next one is... Um, Patient. No, it, these words are dumb. He didn't pick these you words. You can be no. patient. You can become patient. He would not. What's the title of his book? Something about grief? <laughs> a broken half, half full? <laughs> B-R-O-K-E. I think it's broken. That wasn't one of my words. I think he linked it back How to the book. How can you have broken? <laughs> you could be broken. You could... I don't know. It's can not you, broken. Can you try my, one of mine? One of your stupid words. What's the, what's the last one? Myself, patient, or status. No, it's none of those. Who says, I'm going to pick a word like status? Okay, it's not status. <laughs> try myself? Thing. Myself. It's not myself. Me, myself, and I. Oh my god, here it is, myself. Ready? I don't know where to line this stuff up. Okay. It's not. Thank you. It's a trick toy. It doesn't open. There's nothing in there. It's, 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 it's nothing. Okay, are you done in here? Bye. <laughs> wow. Where were you? So Matthew was sitting on the toilet. Where were you sitting? Oh, I'm squatting over him. Oh, oh, wow. Sorry. Oh, wow. Deepa, 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 we don't ask questions like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rosin Mocha's very, very hard things. You know how some people um, on the show... On our show, uh-huh. and some people in our group chat think that Shem is cheating at Wordle. A lot of people in the group chat think that Shem is cheating at Wordle. <laughs> yeah. So I pff, didn't play Wordle at all, right? Mm-hmm. Up until last mm-hmm. week I started. Mm-hmm. I started playing Wordle yeah. and submitting to the group chat my progress. And in the group chat is who? Uh, you, yeah. me, Dammit Mori, and Shem. Right. Right? So yeah. I started submitting to the group chat. Or Shmo was their known. Right. Shem and Mori. <laughs> Whoa, we got a name? I love that. I love Roz that. created that. And I like I that. love that. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, most days, the submissions make sense. Yeah. Mori, honestly. honestly man. 
Put the food away. <laughs> okay? Continue. Everybody in that room cheats. Maury? Yes. Diet? That, that word doesn't even exist in his no, vocabulary. I was going to say husband, but I thought that would be too mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kidding, by the way. Most times it makes sense when the submissions are, are given, right? Yep. Right? Four out of six, five out of six, three out of six. Yep. Today's, okay? Yep, and yep. I don't know if it's only because I'm just so brand new to Wordle. Yeah. Right? That uh, today's today stumped me. There was one the other day it stumped me hard, but I was still right. able to get it. But today's it took me a little extra time, way more time than I should have spent. And I, I was first to submit to the group chat. I believe Shem submitted second. And I don't know when you did yours, but Shem got today's Wordle on his second attempt. Okay, here's here's why the group chat went nuts today when Shem submitted his Wordle, why everybody thought that he was cheating. Okay, is that not only did Shem get it in two today, Shem claims that he got it in two yesterday as well. Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay, Truth. and Shem got it in two today with only getting one letter right on his first try mm-hmm. in, his, in row one. So basically, Shem's claiming that he got it in one, yeah. right? When you're good, you're good. Okay, so that is, it's, it's, I believe that the odds are 2,500 to one. Well, okay. welcome, to, oh. welcome to, to the one. And to nail that pretty much two days in a row. This is why this is why so many people in the group chat think that Shem is cheating yeah. at Wordle. There's like, only four of us. Shut up, Shem. So okay. many people. Okay. Like, and we know you're good with numbers, okay? <laughs> Stop trying to flex, bro. Okay, yeah. Like today. This is why so many people in the group chat think right? that Shem was cheating. Like today, I thought, like, so today I got. Don't spoil it. What? Wordle. No, I'm not going to. Okay. I'm yeah. going to say how, how many attempts. Yeah, sure. It took me all six yeah. to get it, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought that, like, everyone would kind of be on par, like, four or five or six. Right. And then Shem hot-stepping in with figuring it out on the second attempt. Right. With only getting one, one. letter in the right. first attempt. Right. Exactly. Do you a, always a start, consonant. Do you always start with the same... No, I have, I have three words that I start with mm-hmm. every, single um, every single time. And I always make sure that they are words that have different letters. Like, so I won't choose the word like, for example, this is not spoiling anything. I won't choose the word like really, which has two L's in it. Right. Gotcha. And, and, and very rarely do words have five letter words have Y's in them. So I don't choose words like that. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, guys. Do you start with the same word every time? No, Ross? not every no? time. No, yeah, no, I, sh- I, sh- I, uh, I shake it up. Same. Yeah, because I think that that works better. It probably doesn't, uh-huh. right? And I don't know if it's a tactic or not, but I try to eliminate vowels. See, in- I don't. I used to try to eliminate vowels, uh-huh. and then I and then I abandoned that um, philosophy to getting rid of as many consonants as I can because mm-hmm. that helps more. Sure. Vowels are always going to be there, and there's more consonants than there are vowels. So I used to try and eliminate vowels, yeah. but now I try and eliminate consonants. And then, Dan Mori, I mean, you just straight up cheat. We know that. I always use the same, my words Same website to cheat? Oh. What was your first word today? I always use penis. And oh, penis right. helped me today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Megan Fox and uh, Machine Gun Kelly. So Megan Fox does this interview and talking about, like, how they drink each other's blood and stuff. They do like blood rituals. Which, like on purpose? Yeah, I guess. And to me, the two of them, like I get, you know, that 
they want to be different and all, I get all this stuff, but, and, and I know that people really, really do this stuff, but I always get the sense from Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox that they're LARPers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I get that this is sort of like, it's all for show. It's the image. It's the, you know, like then Didn't it's not Billy really. Bob Thornton do this? Yeah. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, but yeah, they did. They had each other's vials of blood like around their neck and stuff like that. And then. And when they say they drink each other's blood, are we talking like half a glass? Well, well, Megan, here's like the thing. Much? Here's the thing is that Megan Fox <laughs> clarifies um, when when they say drink each other's blood, because I'm I'm with you. I'm like, is one of them hanging upside down in the door frame? And then you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like halal style, say, like, like just there it goes, right? Like, when you say drink, right? That's that's like multiple swallows. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that's what I that's to me when you say we drink each other's blood, that's what that's where Maybe my head goes as well. It. Right? That's where my head goes well, yeah, like a sauce, right? Yeah, like sure. a tomato. Yeah, yeah, like a fry. You just put it right in there. Uh but anyway, so here's Megan Fox clarifying what she means when they say they drink each other's blood. I guess drink each other's blood might mislead people or like people are imagining us with like goblets and we're like game of yes. thrones drinking each other's blood yes. it's just a few drops oh. but yes we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only <laughs> it is used for a reason and it is controlled where it's like let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it he's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like cut his chest open with broken glass and be like take my soul let me bleed on you. <laughs> it doesn't not happen, let me tell you. Maybe not exactly like that, but it a version of that has happened uh, many times. What? Right. So he'll yeah. just slice Healthy? himself open and be like, yeah. here? Take my life force. Like, that's it's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Like, that's Even not, still, like, a couple I of droplets know. of blood. I don't know, man. And it's what, like, is it dripping on you and stuff? Like, and that's hot? Like is it is it a sex thing? Like I don't understand. Is or is it a ritualistic thing? Like is it a like Deepa? A help me out here. Thing like a like a fingers. like a what, Maury? Like I a actually... bro- sorry. Like blood brothers? Yeah. 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 Maybe. Deepa. I think it's a satanic thing. A like, satanic thing. You think they're devil know, worshippers? Like yeah. Like you're drinking each other's blood. Like blood sacrifice is a huge thing. And satanic rituals. Don't ask me how I know this. Um, hey, Deepa, how do you know this? Here, here, here we go. Everything, every fact <laughs> Deepa, Deepa, Deepa comes to the table with, she's like, don't ask me how I know this. Okay? <laughs> I just know. Okay, right. right. I just know. Right. I watch a lot of these shows. Okay, yeah. Um, now, do you so that's think, what it seems like. Do you think that they, like, are these planned Right. Yes, I think they get together and they do or, the let's do the thing and maybe they meditate for a couple minutes and then he's all like, oh, give me the glass. Yeah. I need to cut myself. So it's not like. She comes home one day and she's like, honey, I'm home. No. Right? Want some of his blood? No, I don't think it's there. <laughs> Listen, the blood's in the fridge. I got a meeting. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I don't go. think it's I, I don't think it's kids. I don't think it's that. But or more are they th- watching YouTube how to's and doing it in front of the computer. <laughs> Maybe that but how do we no, do no. this? Mm. <laughs> like an e how? <laughs> yeah, like a like a learning annex course, right? Mm. Like you go on the weekend, you're sitting there with other weirdos. Like right? you sign up for a master class. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Right. Maybe it's maybe it's something like that. I don't know. But Maury brought up a good point, which was like Blood Brothers, because that was the thing in the movies years ago, where like two dudes would like slice open their hand and then they would like shake hands. I did it with oh, I did it with my friend Lauren. You we, you did what? We we cut each other. We were we both worked in the movie theater. Right. And we both ended up wow. we were carrying. A you crate. made a blood pact with a guy you worked with at a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. We wow. Were, you guys just hold on theater. a second. <laughs> you guys are Cineplex Blood Brothers. <laughs> 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 
something you used to cut each other with. We, no, it was on the milk crate, right? Like uh-huh. we cut each other by, like we cut our fingers by accident. We're like, at oh the my same God. time? Because we were carrying it together. Uh-huh. Right. And wow, we both slipped. Together. And then we're like, oh my God, well, we're both bleeding anyway. What if we tried this? Because it was in the movies, as uh-huh. Ross said. Okay. Right. So we touched each other's, it was his thumb and my index finger. Right. Like and then we, you weird. rub it, like you sort of smudge it around. Right. Uh-huh. And then we're like, okay, now what? And then we just washed our hands and moved on. So we're, yeah, oh. we're blood. So brothers. where's Lauren now? I have no idea. Died but you're hepa- blood. You're sick of hepatitis. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Danny. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you for joining us. What is on your mind today? Why are you here? Should I apologize to the people I wrote breakup songs about? Should you apologize to people you wrote breakup songs about? You wrote us this, Raza Mocha, Fix My Life. I'm an independent artist and songwriter for TV and film. Uh, and a couple of years ago, I wrote so many breakup songs about a situation <laughs> I was in, an annoying amount that it's honestly kind of embarrassing. I decided the best way was to, to move on was to be successful out of spite. Uh, but now, two years <laughs> later, some of the songs are starting to come out on shows like Love is Blind and Teen Mom. Oh, no. Uh, and others uh, and other yeah. artists... I've uh, written for. Do I apologize to the people these songs are are about, or should I just go hard and milk it? And uh, also, how do I get my friends to stop roasting me for this uh, very unique situation? Okay, so you're a songwriter. Now, are you the writer, or are you also the performer? I'm both. I do both. You do both. Okay. Is your voice very recognizable that this person or people (laughs) that you are writing about would say to themselves, guaranteed that's Danny talking about me? Like 100,000%. These songs that you're writing about, this relationship or relationships, is it about one person or multiple people? It's about one person, but I said multiple people in the email just because it's a lot of songs for one person. How many songs are we talking about? (laughs) At least, at least, like... 50 to 20. Oh, wow. Okay. Damn. Okay. Can we play? Well, let's, let's play. Let's play some of them now. Uh, what do you have yeah. over there? What yeah, do you have over it. there? What do you have over there? Okay. okay. So I have one here uh, called Could We Be Happy? Okay. And that one okay. sounds like this. We've been talking loud, but saying nothing. I've been trying to tell you how I'm feeling. But I don't even know. No, I don't even know. So which which okay. show, Danny, did this song end up on? <laughs> that song ended up on Love is Blind, season okay. two, episode two. And okay. Then and then, Teen hold on. Mom. And, and on Teen Mom. All right, so let's go oh, yeah. to uh, this song called New York City. I'm going to play a little bit of it first, and then I want to know which show uh, we may have heard this song in. Sitting in New York, I'm thinking of us and how you held my hand and how you made me blush. And I've been trying so hard just to be okay with the way Oh my god, yo, this yeah, sounds like okay. it would be straight <laughs> up out of an episode okay. of The Hills. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. And that's like my voice, and it, I think it's a pretty recognizable voice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But this one hasn't been on any shows, but it has been around the internet for a while. And I think there are like a couple TikTokers who like use it as a video to be like, a day in my life. So that one. 
Oh, wow. I may I may start I may start using this for my life. This might be become my <laughs> new you my, Yes, absolutely. I'll help so you out with on, that. Danny, but the formula that you have right now is like every great songwriter has done the exact same thing, right? <laughs> I so, know, and I they've know. been making money. Like look at Taylor Swift. Her entire career has been not entire, a lot of her career has been about writing about past relationships, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. Two couple of things here. One, um, Ad, we yeah. all know this, okay? You are not the first uh, oh, songwriter yeah. in the world that out of great heartbreak comes great art, okay? <laughs> the, I would definitely. say I would say that this for you though is that some people make the mistake of seeking out painful situations to capitalize on the inspiration. So I think that you're okay if you don't become the type of artist who deliberately sabotages relationships just to get this kind of artistic outcome. Okay. So I think that, I think that that, that's one thing that you need to avoid. Uh, The other thing is that when it comes to telling people, I will say Mm -hmm. that uh, you don't really owe them that um, because, Mm -hmm. because the person they are today is not the person you wrote about. Right. This is true. Um, is and, true. and even if things have changed and they've changed everything else, this is a time capsule of a moment in your life and how you were feeling at the time. And then you should not feel guilty, even if your feelings change now. Um, you shouldn't feel guilty, nor should it change the relationship with that song. So I don't think that you owe it to anybody to try and explain uh, what the inspiration was or try and justify <laughs> why you had the feelings you did, because that's really what this comes down to. It's not about letting yeah. a person know. It's about you being asked as a young woman to justify feelings. And I don't yeah, and, I, and, I, and I don't think that you should um, feel obligated to do that. You are free to feel whatever way you want and you're free to express it whatever way you want. As long as nobody gets hurt. This isn't a song called I don't know what the person's name was. Yeah, you're not using his first and last name. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? No, but like this, one of the things I'm worried about, one of the things I kind of want to apologize for, I, I have some spicier songs. I will say this. You don't know how far these are going to take off. And you as an artist now have a responsibility. Okay. And if you, if if you're, uh, if you are not going to tell this person, because I don't think that you, you necessarily need to tell this person, but I will say this, Mm -hmm. you, you know how fast things take off and you know how fast one song can change somebody's life. I do think that I do think this is that if you have no intention of outing who this person is, you, you, you owe it to them to scrub your life of them. So I don't know if on any, (laughs) Okay, because you know how you know how detectives are, and you know how what fans. What do you mean scrub my life? I think you need to. If there's a picture of him on your social, still gone. Oh no, not at all. Everything, <laughs> everything needs to be. Everything mm-hmm. of this individual needs to be unidentifiable, and and to the mm-hmm. point of where if anybody decided to go looking for this guy who hurt you and inspired these tracks, they can't find him. Oh yeah, definitely. I I think like consciously I keep my like romantic relationships private. Okay, but it's just. When when your ex knows that you're a songwriter and you're doing well um, and you're on good terms and sometimes you guys follow each other, it's just like, I'm I'm so sorry, dude. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, it, it sucks. Nobody wants to be in that position. But uh, but yeah. I don't I don't think you need to justify your feelings, especially you know okay. you know years later kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, but I think now, you're fine. But if you, if you think it's gonna feel good to tell them, hey, I wrote all this stuff about you because you're a piece of garbage, then then go for it. <laughs> Oh, no, oh, no, no. Okay. like right person, wrong time. Okay, that's like, fine then. He's aware of the fact that these songs are about him. Yeah, okay, okay. I think you're good. I think you're good. Stop apologizing. Thank you. Okay. Go cool. make that money, Danny. I'm going to make that money. All right. I'm going to get my songs onto your guys' radio again. You better, so. you better, you better. All right. Thank you, Danny, you for you reaching out. You have a so wicked much. day. You too. Take care. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Caillou?
is back <sighs> with another disc record to Roz. Uh, this has been a feud that has been going on for the past 12 years now on the Roz and Mocha show. Yeah, a very long time. It may be one of Twitter's longest troll jobs, to be honest with you, because I know when I had a kid, um, when Rox was born, I started trashing Caillou, this cartoon that I, I found, and uh, like way before it became popular to trash Caillou, by the way, uh, because and I couldn't understand how this had made it so long on television that people actually showed this to their uh, their children. And then somebody created this Twitter account and they claimed to be Caillou and that they claimed also that I was their father. And then they claimed that I had abandoned them. And then they just have spent the last 12 years trolling and releasing songs. And uh, it's like. It's a it's the longest troll job I've mm-hmm. ever been involved with. Yo, this Caillou got a SoundCloud and everything. Like yes, exactly. Yeah, right? Yes, with all the songs. <laughs> yes, all of them songs <laughs> yes. like this. Baby, I don't need my father to grow up tonight. I'm Roz's son. No, I don't need my father to live my life. I'm Roz's son. Right, and then there's also this. Roz is the man who's old. He keeps breaking his toe. He's not very smart, though. He's my father. What? So Scarves to choose, leather pants and ugly shoes. Thank God no one sees him on the radio. And then there's also this one. How about you stop dancing, Deepa? <laughs> no, it's fire, straight fire track. It's a disgrace. I may be spoiled, a little bit whiny, but I think you're just my favorite part right because your head ain't as shiny. But Yo, Roz, Roz, you need to pause. Take a deep breath and look at your own flaws. Hey. Anyways, shut up, shut up. I just wanted to add no matter what happens, I still, I still love, love you, Dad. <laughs> okay, so Caillou is back. Okay. And this time, Caillou has a feature. This is the first time Caillou has ever teamed up with someone else for All a song. Right. All right. So this one, uh, brand new from Caillou, featuring an artist that you will all know and be familiar with right away. But here's brand new Caillou for you, Ross. Daddy broke my heart. <laughs> you see, oh, no. he's always been cruel to me. Ross just has no soul. I feel he always abandons me. Divorce does not feel oh, good. Sh- but this guy. He cracks on me for being lonely, <laughs> and that is not good. It hurts bad. Oh, no. It's crazy. What the hell, man? Roz is a dirty old fart. He is a dirty <laughs> old fart. Roz is a dirty fart. Roz is a dirty old fart. He thinks he's so f- You'll have a chance to say something in a second. Hold on. Verse two. Yes, my wife went away. And you keep on clowning me, you smooth, cool dude. You're so rude. You are Caillou's real daddy. Sometimes I wish he just come back. <laughs> as stubborn as that he may seem, but I wish he would. Oh hey, Dad. Daddy. Everybody 
everybody now. Roz is a dirty old fart. Roz is a dirty old fart. Roz is a dirty fart. Roz is a dirty old fart. He thinks he's so f- smart. He is not that smart. Roz is an old fart. It's a mess. It's a mess. Mess. So there you go. This is a Brand mess. New. This is a mess. Even even more, hey. he tried so hard to support me through all of this was moving his head at the end of it. I will not forget this. <laughs> Out of the book, Maury. Out of the oh, book. Oh no! <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What's going on? We hello. Yeah, Maury, fix your camera, please. <laughs> I all I can see is the, the light like... above your head. <laughs> ceiling. Yeah, Maury, move that water bottle. Come on, dog. Come on, I always man. move so you can't see my screen either. What do you mean? Why? What's, What's on, on your, your screen? screen? No, Dan and Warren Shem are in another room right now. Yeah, so I we love it. Communicate through teams. It's going to stay like this forever, boys. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, no, now I'm coming back in. <laughs> nope. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I like you there. What's wow. on your screen? What are you hiding? What secrets you got in there? Shem can't see your screen either. I cannot. <laughs> what are you looking at? Be honest. Be honest. No, like sometimes I'm, you know, picking some meals or... Picking some mean? meals? Picking some meals? What are you, ordering like a, food? Like on the food prep website yeah. thing that you order from? Yeah. You do that during work time? Like if there's a moment. There's like, never... There, more, listen, finish- on a show like this, honestly, there should never be a moment where you're like, no. hey, I got some free time. Let me pick out my meals for the week. <laughs> That's how good I like am. If you, always, no. No, 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 no. If you need work, no. I will happily... Pass no. on some work for you to do. Look, he just adjusted again. What's yeah. on that screen right now? You. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. What's on the screen, really? Look, you. So it's probably me. Okay, so on the uh, food website, are you like, have you already started picking your meals? What were you doing right before we, what were you afraid that we were going to see you doing just now before we started? Not working, I bet. No, no, but no, what no, were you looking working. at? What were you looking no, at? No, I was legit doing work, but like yesterday I was picking my meals. What did you pick out of curiosity? I can tell you it's loading right now. I don't now. really want to know. I'm just kidding. Oh. No, I would like to know. <laughs> I would like to know. I would like to hey, know. This coming Sunday, I have fresh penne primavera. <laughs> oh, excuse maple me. Maple brown butter sweet potatoes. That sounds not good. Indian style butter cauliflower. Nah, gross. No meat, huh? Matthew doesn't want meat. Really? He just stinks up the house. Shush, Shem. Jesus, man. We almost got through that with nothing, Holmes. (laughs) So was Matthew vegetarian now? No, no, last night he had chicken, but we ordered it. Oh, so why doesn't he he let you... me cooking the meat because it smokes up the place. (laughs) Hold, Hold on here. So he cooks the meat? No, we don't cook any meat. Like if there's cooking... yeah. Sometimes, like sometimes, I'll. So you will through, only order in meat. We'll order, yeah, because that way it's cooked elsewhere. Right, meat delivery. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Although the week after, I'm getting masaman style shrimp coconut curry. I don't Mr. Think you who? Said that right. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? What is it? Say it again. Who is it? Masaman. Masaman. Masaman style shrimp chicken coconut. <laughs> Muscle man. Muscle. <laughs> Masaman style shrimp coconut curry. Yeah. You sound like a Jamaican. <laughs> yeah. At the gym. Working out. <laughs> look at look at this Masaman. <laughs> a guy needs a good life. I do him bicep core, look at the Masaman. Okay. So you're getting muscle man shrimp. <laughs> and what else? <laughs> Grilled teriyaki chicken. Okay. Squash your face. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a dish out there, Shem. Oh, me? Right yeah, now? Yeah. 
man. Focus on your work, man. <laughs> Get back to work, dog. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. All right, get ready for this, everyone. Um, it was discovered that when you listen to our podcast, the Raza Mocha uh-huh. Show podcast at half speed, uh, it sounds like we are drunk, wasted. And this has become so popular that almost every day we're getting submissions from people listening. Too many, I would say. And people are now going back to episode one and starting to re-listen to the entire series of podcasts. Right? We're approaching... Yes. 400 episodes so people have gone back to find half speed convos to then send to us so okay. feel free to to send them in to us raza mocha show podcast available anywhere you get your podcast from hit subscribe so when we release a new episode it'll download to your device so this one comes to us from rosaline episode 56 and we were asked how we eat a muffin okay right just go in take a bite do we split it in half? How do we eat a muffin? Okay. So at half speed, that conversation sounds like this. If the muffin's standing up straight, not uh-huh. like tilted to the side, okay. like you're eating corn. Okay. Like the muffin's standing oh, straight up. Right? Yeah. And I would like try to get the entire like from top and bottom. At the yeah. same time, yeah, man. and eat it that way, like a hamburger. <laughs> oh wow! I only pick pick away at the top, like I'll sort of take chunks of the top, and yeah. then then I'm done with it. I just like how the top tastes. You don't eat the bottom. No, I don't. I no. don't eat the top. Okay. Uh, how about you? I've actually never seen you eat a muffin. Dude, I eat the bottom. Do you? Yeah. Only? Yeah. I eat the bottom all day. He's the top? I save the top for, uh, that's the best part, right? Oh, God. So I always all eat the bottom. First, and then I go back, and then I eat more smoky to the top and bottom at the same time. Right? Yeah, I don't do that. Oh my god! That may be hands down, pants down, the best slow mo. Yeah, yeah, dude. I eat the bottom. Do you? Yeah, every yeah, I eat the Wait, bottom God. all day. <laughs> so thank you to Rosaline, who that submission from oh episode 56 of the Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Um, if you find a moment in the podcast that when you listen to it at half speed, it sounds ridiculous like that. We sound drunk, wasted, high, whatever. Yeah. Feel free to uh, send it to us. Send us your first and last name so we can at least give you a shout out as well. Uh, episode number. Give us a timestamp and uh, and we'll get that on the radio. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, round of applause for Shem, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wow, a round of happened? applause for Shem. Shem, ladies and gentlemen, is officially, ladies, Shem is officially on Hinge, y'all. Oh, 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 tell me. Spill, girl. 
Yo. Okay, hold on. Hold is on now. now on Hinge. Oh my goodness. Okay, Shem. So and remind me again, Hinge is uh is Hinge- it's it's the one where when the women find you if they quote unquote match or they're interested, they are the ones that then reach out to you. No, that's right? Bumble. Oh, that's, that's Bumble. Bumble. Yeah. Yeah, Bumble's like Sadie Hawkins Day, right? <laughs> oh, okay. I don't mean to use a super old reference, but your grandparents they're listening right yeah, now, they don't understand fully what I'm saying. Um so so what okay, explain to me this. So is is Hinge is is Tinder dirty hinge or is hinge dirty Tinder? Like, which one has the reputation for being like the dumpster fire? Tinder, Tinder. Tinder's being the fire. Nasty. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, and what makes hinge different from Tinder then? Um, I guess you can give more about yourself and reveal and answer questions, you know, of things that you're interested in. Right. I'm guessing. Listen, listen to Mocha Man. It says that hinges for long, it emphasizes long-term connection. Because I was talking to somebody, um, Morgan Hoffman, who I work at ET Canada with, mm-hmm. um, and I was talking to Morgan because she had just do- joined one of the things, and I was like, oh, what, Tinder? And she was like, no, hinge. Mm. And I was like, I didn't know that people had that feeling towards... Tinder's for short-term Oh, oh, it's like a hookup hinge thing, is, right? Yeah, hinge is focused on long term. So oh, I guess I on gotcha. Hinge, okay. as you're trying to like advertise yourself, yes. you can leave like a voice note for someone <gasps> to listen to. Okay. Um, and this Shems? is Shems. Yo. Come on. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you want the help or do you not want the help? <laughs> and let me tell you that this, yeah. this actually went viral yesterday because it made it onto Six Buzz. No. It did. <laughs> Wait, what? Listen what? to this. Okay, hold on. Okay, so never have I ever... Put a girl in aka bakas. Like I've never done it. So yo, if you're trying to be the first to take my out slash bakas virginity, you already know. <laughs> Message me directly. Show me wild guan with the wild guan. Like I'm down. <laughs> okay. so, what am I even listening to? So right real now? talk, that's not Shem. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. But between Shem and I, independently, like separately, yeah. Got messages from people being like, yo, is this Shem? Oh. And like, why does oh this sound God. just like Shem? Especially at the beginning. Okay, so never have I ever. Like that yeah, line that right there. Much. That sounds just like yeah. Shem. So, so are you not on Hinge? I'm not on Hinge. No, he's not on Hinge. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but everyone messaging yesterday being like, yo, is this Shem? Okay, so never have I ever. Like that sounds it just does. like I'm, Shem. But it's not Shem. It's not. I'm disappointed that you're not on Hinge. I was looking forward to the riding this journey with you, man. Oh no, man. Somebody messaged me saying, why does this sound like you terrorizing women? What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, you got blamed. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Man, that's the, that's the worst. <laughs> okay, right? so never have I ever. Like, that sounds it just re- like Shem. It really, it really does. Shem? It does. What, what's yeah. the line again? Never here, have here, I ever. Here's, here. Okay, so never have I okay, ever. Okay, so never have I ever. No, no, okay, no. so never have I like, ever. Like, as in, yeah. you're, as in you're getting close to your phone, okay. right? Okay, so never have I ever. Okay, so never have I ever. Yeah, that's you on Hinge. Yeah, yeah that's you. Okay, so never you. have I ever. Yo, is that really you, though? It's not me. Uh, no. never okay, so have never ever. have I ever. Again, Sham? Never <laughs> have I ever. Okay, so never have oh, I geez. ever. It's Yo, the same guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is same. Do you want it? You, so you're going on Hinge today, then, right? Never oh. have I ever. Oh. Been oh. On <laughs> <laughs> Message me directly. Show me wild guan with the wild guan. Like, okay, that part. Down. Oh, what, is he, what is he saying? What is he saying? Uh, I don't understand. You don't want to know. Yeah. You I just, don't know. Isn't it just what's Why? going on? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, is anybody saying? Basically. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. Message yeah. me directly. Show me wild guan with the wild guan. Like, I'm 
What's yeah. going on with the what's going on? Yeah, no, I know that. But what, like, what, there's, uh, what is he talking <laughs> about after so that? Uncool He's like, say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show me what's going on with what's going on. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I got to play this um, hilarious uh, interview clip. Bill Hader was talking to Kimmel the other night. Mm-hmm. And Bill Hader, of course, Saturday Night Live alum, uh, got a hit show, Barry. Oh, that's right, Barry. Yeah. HBO. Yeah. So he's out there promoting Barry. You right? know, I watched that first season of Barry and then I never went back. What's it about? I don't even know. He is a sort of, uh, I guess Barry is a hitman mm-hmm. who then tries to somewhat go straight by joining an acting. Uh, he wants to be an actor. Oh, okay. but he's still, But he's still very much a hitman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Bill Hader has, uh, three daughters aged 12, nine and seven. And you have to listen to this hilarious story of how I believe his youngest or maybe the middle one, the nine year old trolled him so hard in front of another celebrity. How are the kids doing? They're good. You Uh, tell me funny stories about them. Yeah. So, okay. So I was eating dinner, um, with my daughters. Uh huh. I was all three of them and we're eating dinner and you know, you live in LA sometimes. Other celebrities walk in, and Chris Pratt was. We were at a restaurant, and I go, "Guys, don't freak out." But Gardens of the Galaxy, you know. <laughs> and my daughter's like, "Oh my god," <laughs> you know. And then the nine-year-old, who was eight at the time, was like, "I I know his son." And I go, "Really?" She's like, "Yes, I know his son. Can I go over there and say hi?" And I was like, "No, he's eating. Just leave him alone, please." And so we I eat, finish, pay. She goes, Dad, we're like walking out. Can I please go over and say hi, please? So I feel terrible. We walk over there. I tap on the shoulder. Hey, Chris, Bill Hader. Sorry, but my daughter knows your son. And my daughter goes, I don't know his son. <laughs> you wanted to meet Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt's like this. This has an awkward look on his face, Chris Pratt, right? And then my daughter is descend on his wife, and they're like, "Are you a princess?" Like they're like touching her face, and uh, and I wanted to strangle her, but I was also never more proud of a kid in my life. Where I was like, and I go, "Why did you do that?" And she was like. I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> you're going to make me so much money. <laughs> <laughs> that is The comedic so timing true. of his daughter. So, and you know, so like true. she thought like in her mind. Yeah. In that moment that she was saying to her dad, please let me go and say hi. Yes. She knew already what the punchline was going to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm going to troll my dad so hard. Yeah. Now, kids are amazing like that, too. We had this conversation the other night, Rox and I, where when you have that friend who is always suggesting, like, these really cool things, and then you're like, yeah, cool, and you go along with it, but as soon as the suggestion happens, they make it all about your idea. Yeah, totally. Right? And well, you said you wanted to do this. Well, no, it was like, it was like as I always had this friend growing up, right, where uh, we'd be in his room playing, like, G.I. Joe and stuff, and he'd go, hey, you want to, my dad's barbecue, and you want to stay for dinner? 
And I'd be like, yeah, I'll stay for dinner. And you uh-huh. go, hey, Ma, Roz wants to know if he can stay for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm like, bro, that's not what just, I got, this is not the conversation we just had. Yeah. And it was, it was the same thing. Hey, man, you want to sleep over tonight? Or it was even, it was even, uh, yeah, it was like, hey, you want to you sleep over tonight? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. It's Saturday. He's like, we can watch movies. He's like, my mom will go and get, like, get everything. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Ma, Roz wants to know if he can sleep over. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, dude. <laughs> Thanks, like, man. Th- that's not me. Yeah. Right? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Who doesn't love a good nap? Okay, so I'm first of all, I love napping. You love napping. Mm-hmm. You should love napping. Um, so there's two guys out at uh, university in BC that created uh, a giant sized dog bed for humans to nap in. It's the yeah, it's the pluffle. Oh. Pluffle? Yeah, it's the Pluffle. Oh, okay. P-L-U-F-L, the Pluffle. Okay. And it is a dog bed, but only like scaled up for people. So it's, it's huge. It's for napping. It's not for sleeping. It's mm-hmm. for napping. They have a Kickstarter. They've already raised like well over $100,000. And everybody is very excited to get their giant dog bed for human napping. Hey, Yuki, you there? Hey, this is Yuki. Yeah, uh, what's up, dude? Uh, Yuki uh, Kenoshita is one of the co-founders of this, uh, the dog bed for, for adults. Um, and in a short period of time, just looking on your Kickstarter from when it was thought of and developed back in September, just like recently of last year, to now on Kickstarter, you're like quickly approaching uh, close to $200,000 in Kickstarter funds. Pretty crazy. We can't believe it. So obviously you guys saw a need, right? What was it? What What, what is the need that you're trying to, to fill with this? Because um, I saw a picture of you sleeping in the giant dog bed and right beside you in the giant dog bed was a perfectly good couch. <laughs> right. You know, both, both Noah and I are college students. You know, we get pretty tired juggling school, work, extracurriculars, obviously partying sometimes, and they all really take a toll on you. So, you know, how do we take energized throughout the day? It's, it's napping. But, you know, we really struggle to find good napping options that are readily accessible and, and portable. And when, when we were walking to campus uh, one day, you know, through our call, local college coffee shop, and uh, the owners have this huge great Dane, and we saw this great Dane really looking comfortable in, in a giant dog bed. And, and that's what Noah and I knew, you know, that's our solution, that dog bed for humans. So, you know, it just looks super comfortable. So we wanted to make one, uh, you know, for us. But you know that a Great Dane would look at you in your bed and go, God, I wish I had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you have a bed, right? Like, so is is the idea to be able to nap on the go? Like, you throw this big giant thing in the back of your car, like on your bike, and then you can take it with you? Or is it a permanently in one part of the home? You know, the idea is you can take it wherever and whenever. And uh, you, know, you can put it in your living room. You can bring it to your bed. You know, bring it to, to the office, uh, you know, bring it, bring it wherever you want. You know, it, it folds up, uh, you know, it'll come with a nice bag uh, and okay. you can just really, really take it wherever. Yuki Kinoshita is on the Raza Moga Show, one of two BC students who came up with the uh, the dog bed for people. It's called the Pluffle. Now, we know that you gave, I guess, like prototypes to other people before launching this officially on Kickstarter. What has their feedback been? I think just the main thing is people are surprised by just how comfortable it is. You know, it's got a really nice feature where you can tuck your hands and feet inside. And people are, you know, pretty stressed and, and anxious throughout the day. Uh, they said the Puffle is a really great place to just, just de-stress, not even just to, to nap, just to relax and rest. Now, are you at all um, 
interested in people that like to nap together because this seems like it's a solo mission with the way that you have to lie in this bed because you have to almost fetal position yourself. You got to curl up your legs and your arms and 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 lie in in the the sort of center of the dog bed. Um, so it, it, will there be a version or have you tried two people in there? Yeah, so the, the version fits uh, two people pretty uh, snugly. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say it's the best for, for one person and then, you, you know, you know, a dog. That's that's sort of the design or just one person. Yeah, it's, it's got plenty of space. Uh, down the road, we would love to offer uh, one that's really meant for, for two people. Uh, but the idea is that you gotta you got to feel snugged and, and cozy by the, by the, by the bed. So. Uh, yeah, primarily it's for it's for one person right now. Okay, so but why why you obviously have napping options in your life? You have a bed, although I'm not a fan of napping in a bed. To me, that's sleeping. That's not mm. napping. Uh, but you you have uh, you know a couch. You have like where what yeah. is it about all those things, those other sort of options that you have that were just not good enough for you? You know, b- beds are great. You know, as you said, they're meant for a really long term sleep. And I, whenever I hop into bed to take a nap, I could never wake up. I could never move, and it's you know. You know, I never leave my room after after that. And then on the couch, you know, they're just not meant for napping. A lot of couches aren't that comfortable. You know, they're meant for sitting, and uh, they're just not as, as cozy or comfortable as a puffle. Uh, so, you know, we just wanted to provide that optimal napping experience, and we designed it so that, you know, it would provide everything that you need to to take, take that nice uh, short power nap. What is the material made of? Like, what's inside of the uh, the pluffle that makes it so comfortable and so much different from either a couch or a bed? Um, so, yeah, it's got a soft pillow border. You know, it, it, it tucks, you can tuck your hand and feet inside. It comes with, a, you know, a memory foam topper and a high-quality foam base. Um, it comes with uh, this faux fur fabric. Uh, we've, we've been experimenting and, and choosing right now. I'm going to use a short faux fur fabric that's going to be really nice and calming to the touch. I'll tell you, I don't know if I, like, it looks comfy as hell. Don't get me wrong. But I don't, if it was, if I had this thing in my living room, right, and say, you know, Catherine is sitting on the couch and my kid is there, whatever. Like, I don't know if I could just get up off the couch and go and curl up on the floor. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like, I don't know if I could get past the psychological aspect of this. Like, there, there's, there, that's a big step for me to go and, and sleep on the floor. Did you find that at all or no? You came easy. You know, I think that just depends on the person. Um, you know, we, we, when we, we went pretty uh, viral on TikTok a few months ago, a yeah. few, few weeks ago, what we figured is that there's this big group of people, including us, uh, we're called floor people. And we love, you know, lying on the floor. Uh, we love staying close to the ground. You know, there's something comfortable and it makes us feel secure about that. So, you know, Puffle really mimics uh, and serves the people who, who like getting on the floor and lying on the floor. So if you're that kind of person, then that, that the Puffle is for you. Did you just say floor people? Yeah, there's, there's a community called floor people. Uh, Damn. Who knew, right? Yo, hashtag floor people. Big up to all the floor people out there. Uh, Yuki Kinoshida, thank you so much for joining us on the Raw Zamoga Show. Uh, you are uh, BC university student one of the guys behind the pluffle which has uh, exceeded its thirty thousand dollar kickstarter goal um if people want to get more info they want to even like check out the video on this where do they go yeah just go to kickstarter uh type pluffle the dog bed for humans you won't miss it perfect thank you so much for your time bro all right thanks a lot see you later the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast play this clip for me of uh uh, sam asgari britney spears fiance husband did they get married yet i don't know uh, so I guess well, she called him her husband. I mean, I think they did get married on Instagram. Yeah, sure. When she said that she was pregnant, right? Right, right. But they never had like a. I know, like he proposed. Yeah. Right. But I don't think they had like a big public, huge uh, right. wedding or anything like that. Um, 
So I guess, so in this video, they're tooling around Britney's things, and he finds in Britney's closet a picture of Brad Pitt from Thelma and Louise, just casually Brad Pitt at his finest in his wife's closet. Where, like hidden? I don't know. No, right, just so there. We got, a, we got a huge problem. My girl got a picture of, who is this? Brad Pitt. The one and only Brad Pitt oh, in her there. closet. Yeah. You don't think oh, yeah, I can do there. this? You don't think I can do this? Now, Simon says, everybody down on the floor. If you don't lose your head, you ain't going to lose your head. That's, That's what... I'm ten times better that, than that guy. <laughs> That's uh, what Brad Pitt said in the so, movie, by the way. That's his famous line. So, what? I don't know. Like, And I don't know... Jeez, is it worse if, you're, if your significant other has a picture of Brad Pitt framed on the wall? Or is it worse to find one in the closet? So the closet's like a big room, and the photo is like on like a shoe shelf. Yeah, like it's so not she got a massive walk-in closet. Yeah, yeah and it's just like right there on the counter. I, it was I, not I, hidden. Wow. She had that framed and proud black and wow, white photo. Wow, wow, wow. That's even worse, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's the first thing you want to see. Like it, when it's in the closet, right? That's what you want to look at when you're getting naked, like when you're getting dressed, mm-hmm. right? Like you have all I mean, the choices Matthew in the world. Matthew has a framed shirtless photo of Sean Desmond in the closet. No, in the office. In the office. What? Isn't that? Didn't that used to be your office yes and then he put he he took over your office and put a, 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 a shirtless a, photo of sean desmond wow because that's what he wants to look at all day when he's having a bad Damn. day isn't that wonderful isn't yeah. that, isn't that you know yeah. what i mean more stuck on his work <laughs> laptop at the <laughs> dining room table hot thighs <laughs> while matthew sits in the office wait so my question to Brittany then is every day when you go into that big walk-in closet yes right? yes who are you really getting ready for right that's the yes. Right? Yes. Are you looking at this picture of Brad Brad Pitt uh-huh. being like, Brad would like this. I uh, wonder if Brad would maybe, think these are sexy. Maybe. Or I wonder if Brad would think I look comfortable in this outfit. Maybe. Roz, who do you have a yes, I do photo not of? have anybody. I do not. There's no room in my closet. It's full of clothes and, and photos secrets. of you? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, no, 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 no. I, uh, I get dressed in the dark every morning and fumble around and stub my toe a couple of times. Then I come into work. I don't live the life of Brittany yeah. where I can talk to Brad Pitt in a framed black and white photo. Do you while think I she get talks dressed. Us? You guys oh, think she of course. I like, think hey, Brittany Brad, talks what do you think this? Yes. Deepa, 100%, right? 100% she talks to that picture. Yes. I can yeah. see it every yes. single day. Absolutely. Like, Brad, like, look at these new pants I got. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. Rumla, welcome to Roz and Mocha's Hell of a Story. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Really great. We cannot wait to hear this. Uh, Ramla, where does your Hell of a Story take place and when? So it was in my first year in university back in 2016. Okay. Um, and I was randomly matched with a roommate, as everyone is. Um, and so we got to know each other pretty well. We would hang out all the time. We would go for breakfast, eat dinner. We went to class together because we were in similar programs. Um, and usually when I go home for the weekend, I have to take a bus. So, and I'm a very clean person. Mm-hmm. So I like to clean my room before I leave. So when I come back, it's nice and refreshed. So you start college, right? Yeah. And you get paired as anybody who lives at college and has to go and have a roommate. You get randomly paired with somebody. And to your good fortune, you actually got matched up with somebody that you got along with. You were taking similar courses. You could walk to class together, everything else. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, everything sounds like it's going great for you. And then um, I had gone home one weekend after Halloween. So about two months in. And then I had come home after the weekend and. 
my side of the room was completely distraught. My bed was unmade. Oh. My bins were tampered with. There was food on my desk. Like, it oh, was God. just a mess. Yeah. So, naturally, I was confused. So, I just asked my roommate at the time, hey, like, did you have people over? Did you just maybe forget to, like, clean up after? And she completely denied it. And your roommate, like, could clearly see that there was a mess. Like, it's not like she was denying that there was no mess there. She acknowledged the mess. She just denied that she had anything to do with it. And then I was obviously a little upset. So I randomly texted my mom, just ranting about the situation, um, just going off, kind of like, oh, like, it's not really nice of her. Like, she should have owned up to it. Um, you know, like, it just wasn't cool. Like, we live together. You have to respect the shared space. Yeah. Over the next couple of weeks, I noticed that she completely stopped talking to me. Um, like, she didn't acknowledge me anymore. I would, like, say hi, and she wouldn't say anything. Um, so it was just weird to me. Like, and so like, we while you're, on, like, while you're in the same room together? Yeah. We would, like, I would come back from class, and it would be nothing. Really? Um, That's so weird. Oh. Yeah. It okay. was just random. She just stopped talking. I didn't understand why. And then I would, like, prompt her. I'd be like, hey, like, how was class? And she wouldn't respond. Like, really? Would, oh, my God. I would yeah. have to leave. I could not do that. Yeah. So then what happened? Like, so then um, after, like, in December, we were in exams, and we had a mutual friend who had asked me, hey, are you and your roommate still not talking? And I was like, yeah. And it's kind of weird. And he was like, I didn't want to say anything. But let me tell you what happened. Basically, on that night when I was texting my mom about the situation, Mm -hmm. she had decided to wait till I fell asleep. And this was back in 2016 when iPhones had, like, the circle home button. So I was sleeping, and she took my finger and my thumb and put it on the circle pad on the iPhone and went through all of my conversations with my mom and was upset because I was, quote-unquote, talking her oh my god what yo so she did this one time no so i thought it was just the one time but then my mutual friend had said that she does it constantly so every time i would text my mom or my friends about she was acting weird oh she stopped talking to me she would wait till i fell asleep and went in my phone and read my conversation no way how did the friend know this so he actually witnessed it he told me that one time he watched her do it and she said oh she's she's a heavy sleeper it's fine hold on there you were asleep in your bed and there's two people in the room one of them sneaks over to you grabs your thumb unlocks your phone and then they went through it yep they went through all of my messages oh my. i don't know what else they went through oh my but God. what else was on there not much okay um, not like i had any nudes on there or anything okay Oh. Any like any like sexting with with other dudes or anything like that? No, because I would use Snapchat and oh, Snapchat fair enough. conversations. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, uh, okay, so obviously you find out, and do you confront her about this? I don't. I actually wanted to test it myself. Yeah, I decided to stay up one night and like pretend to go to sleep just oh, to yeah. see what she would do. My girl, my girl. Here we go. So I like pretended to sleep, and then I like threw in a couple of snores. And I felt her reach my hand and take my thumb and open my phone. And I was just shocked. I didn't wake up because I'm not a confrontational person. You so just, I just let her go of, through your phone again? Come on! Well, I knew she was going through it, so there was nothing in my phone at this point. Yeah, but, but like, like, in that you moment... Didn't, you didn't spring up and go, what the hell are you doing? Yeah! I didn't want to get hit in the face. She was like 6'10". Oh. I was like, oh. So who did you tell? 
I went to the resident advisor on the floor and I explained the situation. Um, and then I brought the mutual friend as like a witness. And mm-hmm. then I just ended up moving out for the next semester. And I moved out after exams when she had gone home. So when she came back, it was just an empty room. And did she ask you about it? Did she like text you? No, because I actually, she had no contact with me. Um, and I haven't seen her since because she ended up dropping out of school the year after. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, first of all, uh, glad everything worked out for you in the end. I'm so pissed at you. Okay, <laughs> this is nobody should have to be in a room where when you fall asleep, somebody takes your phone, uh, your thumb, and then they go through your phone and you are sitting there saying nothing because you don't want to start a confrontation. Uh, and then eventually, because of this, you were the one that moved out. That's wrong. Listen, man, what was I supposed to do in this situation? I was a new freshman. I didn't know anything. I, it was my first time being in any sort of situation like that. When you were fake sleeping and as soon as she got your hand and put your thumb to the phone to unlock it, at that point, I would have sprung right up and been like, got him. Yeah. <laughs> So how did college go? You graduated. You're all good? Yeah, I graduated with a 4.0. Hey, um, I'm finishing my master's now. That's so. amazing. Good for you. Well, and, uh, Rumla, that was uh, one hell of a story. Thank God. you very much for sharing. Thank you so much for listening. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, what do you think Snoop charges to jump on a, on a track and do a verse? We talk about this oh, stuff all the gosh. time. Like, what would it take to get somebody like Snoop? Hey, do you think, let me ask you a question here. And I don't mean to, to disparage Snoop at all because I, I quite like Snoop and I love his relationship with Martha Stewart and everything else. Yeah. Is Snoop the most sort of legitimized gang member ever? <laughs> like current gang member? <laughs> has anybody gone, has any gang member gone more mainstream than Snoop? Where you're doing like children's commercials and hanging out with Martha Stewart? And doing the commercials for Skip the Dishes and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Dog, I don't know if you remember, if you guys remember, Snoop Dogg did a commercial for us, like, a I few know, years, years ago. ago. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Hey, boy, yeah. whatever that's playing in your room there, can you turn it off? Um, so Snoop Dogg to do a verse. Yeah. I'm going to say... Well, wait, but, but for, first answer that question. Is he the, oh. mo- is he the most mainstream gang member? Yeah, I yeah. mean, either him Kendrick? or... 50, 50 Cent? No, Snoop, way more mainstream. 50 Cent's, oh, yeah. no, 50 actually, Cent's right, not right, doing right. like, he's not doing like. But he's got like TV series now, right? No, he's no, but, but, no, but he's a, not. I understand what Roz is saying. You know though. what I'm like? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. like Snoop is like a, like an all around entertainer. Like he's doing cooking shows. Yeah. yeah. Snoop's on the side of a bus. Right. In the city for Skip the Dishes yes. wearing sunglasses. And the reflection of the sunglasses is like hamburger and fries. Yeah. So, <laughs> like he's, 50 ain't doing that. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. 50, 50's, not, 50's yeah. not doing okay, that. Okay, so I'm going to say Snoop what charges yeah. like, like 100 grand 100 to grand. do a verse. Sharon, what do you say? I would say 250. 250. Maura, you, you know this already, right? I do. Yeah, you do. So here is, uh, here's Snoop explaining exactly what he charges to jump on a verse. How much would it cost to get on a song if I didn't want to go that route, which obviously... Oh, 250000 250000 Yeah. Oh. So if somebody gives oh. you 250000 that means that you'll you jump on... You get about on. 16 bars. 16 bars. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And That's when it's time to do the video, I need to get another two fifty a body. All right. Oh, Big money. And you, only, and you only got an hour, so get to filming. Yeah. Hold on. So you want... $250,000 for 16 bars. For 16 bars. Yes. And then another $250,000 for the music video where yes. I only get one hour of your time? So get to filming. Yep. Hold on. Yep. 
I would add a discrepancy to that. Okay. Because. Yes. Based on history. Yes. And facts. Yes. When Snoop Dogg filmed the commercial for our radio station. Yeah. Years ago. Years ago. Mm-hmm. Not only. I don't know how much we paid. Right? Right. I assume it's going to be close to that amount. Mm. Maybe less. Yeah. First of all, Snoop Dogg was like three, four hours late. Yes, he was. There was a time limit for how long we had Snoop for. Correct. He did the job. He did an okay job. Like, it was like, it was 80% Snoop Dogg, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. we got 80%. Yeah, we didn't get full Snoop. And <laughs> facts are facts. Snoop Dogg would not start working on the commercial until he had obtained some uh, weed. Yeah, yeah. We, and, and, and and people until and, he, he got some weed. Yes, and people involved in the production had to had to source it for him because uh-huh. this was of course a cross border shoot. Yeah. So Snoop flew from L.A. to Toronto, which means you can't bring your own weed with you. So there had to be weed on uh, for him when he arrived. Yeah. Right? Isn't three that hours later. Yeah, three hours. I wouldn't late. start working yeah. until he got his weed. Yeah, yeah. But that's but they, listen, that's but again, again I know that, that's you the hire level. Snoop. It's you the can't level. complain when Snoop shows up. Right, as Snoop, as that Snoop. we all know. Yes. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Last week, uh, Elon Musk announced that his Tesla company was going to, by the year 2024, start manufacturing these robo taxis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, driverless. And the thing about these robo taxis is that, is that they won't have a steering wheel or any pedals whatsoever. Nothing. So you just got to trust the tech, right? Yep. So I don't know if you, have you heard of their Model Y vehicles? No. Uh, these have, uh, it's called a smart summon feature, which enables the vehicle to leave a parking space and navigate around objects to its owner, mm, right? Okay. So using your phone's like GPS as a target destination, or you can set like on your phone where you want this car to, to meet you. Yep. For example, you're leaving the grocery store and let's say you're holding bags, right? Right. And then you program the car to come meet you at the front of the grocery store and then you load up the car, Right. Right. So this event, there's video of this too. So there's this event that happened in Washington, right? Yeah. This uh, air aircraft company was holding this big fancy event, and they have like private jets. They manufacture private jets, and somebody summoned their Model Y vehicle, and it's on the tarmac, right? Right. And this, as part of the feature, as I mentioned, it's supposed to be able to recognize and navigate around things, right? Yeah. This car straight up drives into a private jet. Really? Yeah. And See? moves it. Yeah. See? Right? See? And this jet, like, jets are already expensive, right? Bro, private and planes heavy. are Yeah. Yeah. Three to three and a half million dollars yes. is the estimated cost of this one particular jet right. that this Tesla ran into. Thank you. Because why? Why? Because you can't trust tech. You could, we don't need that. Right. Right. I don't need, like, okay, I get it. I get it. Do you know what? Like, there's a, there's a world where we want everything in our lives to give us the joy that a dog does. Right. When you're having a bad day or you don't want to move and you go like this, hey, yo, and the dog comes over and puts his head on your lap, you want that control over everything. Sure. Okay, your car is not a dog, nor do you have your own personal driver. What if we, were, what if we right? were able to call our cars over like that? No, no, yo, I don't. We don't need to. What have we done this whole time? Like, can you imagine more like yo Yaris. <laughs> okay, 
What have we done this whole time when our hands are full? Right? How have we managed to live? Well, based lock. on my driving, I should have a driverless car. No, you should have a driver. Yeah. <laughs> Maury. Okay. You drive you know what? You drive as if your car were driverless. Yes. Yes, Maury. I don't yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure there is a steering wheel in Maury's car. <laughs> Right or pedals, <laughs> it drives by touch. Boom. <laughs> uh, so no, no, so you, yeah, you need a driver, but we don't. What if we? What did we do when our hands were full up to this point? You right? just complained about it and just walked. Yeah, you to your did car. it. Right? Yeah, you yeah, went you to your it. car. Right, you yeah. went to your car. Three bags in one hand, where your hands making that claw thing, and oh, then you, you finally get them in the trunk. And then when you go to grab your steering wheel, your hands still in the claw shape from the bag, and so you got to yeah. like massage it back to life. Right, that's life. Remember this moment right now, ten years from now, when Roz loves his driverless car. I want to revisit this when he's like, "We don't need it." I'm gonna be the guy that refuses, Maury. Yeah. Big right? time. I'm gonna when when the machines come is when I go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I guarantee you that I will not. I Maury. I don't even drive a my car. The car that I drive right now is like almost 13 years old. Like I, I was shut. Like my radio is one little. Like it doesn't even have words on it. Like my radio. If I put a radio, it's the number. Like that's oh, it. There, there's vintage. no. There's, you call that vintage. There's, it's, it's and it's orange and black. Yeah. There's no color. There's no nothing. I can go. My my. Uh, I have the ability to put the sound uh, from the left side of the car to the right side of the car. That's as advanced. <laughs> that's as advanced as my as my as my radio Take that, is. Elon Musk. Right? <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Ashley, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on with you today? Um, so my husband and I are growing apart, and I just want to know... How do you explain separation to a child? Mm, you were says, Rosamoka Fix My Life. Uh, yeah, you guys have decided to separate, and you don't know how to explain it to your kid who's three and a half years old. Only one kid? Uh, just one, yes. Just the one. Now, are you separating with uh, the potential to get back together, or is this like you are planning on getting a divorce? That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. we're oh, not, okay. yeah. Uh, I think that, first, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if there is a sort of right way to do it but there are certainly wrong ways i feel to do this and and i've never gone through this but i you know i do i have had a three and a half year old in the house and as i'm sure you know three and a half year olds the world revolves around them mm-hmm. right right, uh, right your feelings in all of this are not what they need to hear right right the only thing that they need to hear is how this impacts them and they have very very basic questions like they don't need to know that you guys still love each other they don't need to know any of that stuff they, they need to know that one of you that you guys are no longer going to be living together and then the questions are going to be okay well but i really like my bed here yeah okay you, you know what i mean and- oh that breaks my heart already <laughs> And then and then so the things that you're going to have to reassure them is that, you know, if there's a dog, that the dog is going to get to go to both houses and you're going to make sure that, that they have the best room in both places like that. That's their world. Right. Yeah. They don't need to know your feelings in all of this. And, you know, they're not worried that they're not going to be sort of looked after. They just worry how this is going to alter their world. Right. Like who's going to pick them okay. up from school? Who's going to drop all them that off stuff in the morning? Right. Right. Yeah. Those are the kind of okay. the, the kind of questions that they're going to need uh, need to be 
answered that you need to be prepared for. But I also think that down the road, uh, you know, you and your soon-to-be ex are going to have to have uh, to prepare for other questions that may come up as they get older as to why you decided to separate, right? But as of right now, Roz is completely right. Like, the basics, the absolute basics. And the other part of it, too, that you have to think about is at three and a half, they are very perceptive. So they may already sense, without saying anything to you, because maybe they're confused, like, I don't know if you guys are, are you know, if you argue maybe not necessarily in front of the child or maybe you do in front of them or in another room loud enough that your child may be able to to hear they may already sense that there is some sort of tension or something weird happening with the family dynamic right now yeah that's right like that's what we're afraid of we don't want we don't want to give off a sense of any of that mm-hmm. but like he's so smart too yeah so like, i i yeah. would i would say hold back from offering up all of it and i okay. would i would wait for questions Okay. Because this is most likely not a conversation that's going to happen once. This is going to be an ongoing discussion. Mm -hmm. Right? And you can really, really overwhelm a kid. You know that. I would, yes, I, yes. I would, I would stick to the basics, and I would present it in a way that reassures them that their world is going to sort of stay intact, uh, and then, okay. and then wait for questions. You know, because okay. I think that I think that your kid's probably going to have a lot of questions and you're going to get a sense of where their emotions are based on what they ask and how this because immediately when you say something the, the only thing they're going to think of is how does this affect me? Mm-hmm. Right. And then and then whatever questions they ask, you're going to kind of get an idea of where their head's at. OK. And, All right. and, and hopefully that takes you to a place where you, you guys can start these, you know, kind of mini conversations that and it will be an ongoing thing. It's not going to be one conversation. It will be an ongoing thing. OK, so we'll just keep it simple for now. Yeah. yeah. I think you also have to emphasize to the child, to your, your three and a half year old, that uh, they still have two parents. Right. Right. OK. Yeah. yeah. OK. All right. Yeah. I know it's a lot. It's tough. It's, it's gonna. It's gonna be a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But, but um, as Ross said, you got to stick to the basics right now. And I think that three and a half. I think that there's a part of this that you know you may be fortunate in the in the fact that three and a half, which is by the time they're you know ten, eleven, and twelve, they really won't remember this conversation. I really hope not. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't worry too too much about that. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. tough, but you uh, you're going to get yeah. through this. Okay, Ashley? Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. I love you guys so All right. much. I, I love you too. Right back. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Uh, Maitri Ramakrishnan from Mississauga, Ontario, also wow. the star of uh, Netflix's Never Have I Ever, and also the Disney Plus movie Turning Red. Right, she's one of the voices Which in that I movie. Adored that movie, so good. Um, never have I ever uh, season three, by the way, coming out this summer, and then they've already announced season four is going to be their last. Really? Right. Yeah. So Maitri is part of the uh, Next Wave Film Festival. She was helping to uh, promote that with the TIFF uh, Lightbox, and Next Wave Film Festival offers a free selection of films for anyone under twenty five as well as talks and special events to celebrate the generation, sorry, the next generation of film and filmmakers. Wow. So she's out here doing big things, helping to promote that. And, How old uh, is she? Young, right? Like, oh, dude, she's still a kid. Yeah. Like, God, it's um, incredible. She, Good for you. Uh, as I mentioned, one of the voices, sorry, Shem? She's 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 20. 
So one of the voices of Turning Red, and that just became a blockbuster smash for Disney+, Plus, especially the weekend that it came out. All right, Turning Red, so awesome. The success was huge. You must be so proud of how well it's doing. I am so proud. It's just absolutely amazing. And it's literally history-making. Like, oh, my gosh. And I think it was the number one Disney Plus premiere of, like, a movie on the whole platform, which is... That's a lot. There's a lot on there. But, yeah, I'm very, very proud. And after the quick success of Never Have I Ever, like, it seemed like we're going into season three, and then, like I said, season four is going to be the last, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it's been around. People absolutely love, love, love uh, Never Have I Ever. So, Tim and Maury had to ask her about that. Now, we're, um, I guess, a few months away from season three of Never Have I Ever. But it was announced season four is coming up. Are you, what are your feelings and emotions for, I guess, it, since it's the last one, on uh, saying goodbye? It's a lot. Uh, a lot of emotions. I mean, I'm very fortunate and thankful that we get to have an end because a lot of the times you find out that that was your last season after you filmed it mm-hmm. and there's no real goodbye. At least here now we know that we're walking into a goodbye. So the writers are able to put whatever they want on the paper and, you know, all the actors, the cast, we're going to put everything that we got into these roles because this is it. It's the beginning of the end. And I'm very thankful for that. And I'm excited to see what happens next, what comes up next in my life. Uh, you wow. know, she just got uh, Maitri uh, Ramakrishnan, by the way, on the Raza Mocha show. You know, she just got a driver's license at 20? Uh-huh. So young. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that, like, you know, when you're. But like, where'd she grow up, though? Where'd she grow up? Mississauga. Yeah, you don't need your license when you're Mississauga. I know, I know, but still, like, you would think that. My brother's that, 17 and he has his. Yeah, like, when you turn 16, like, one of the things that you want to do right away is to get that license. Mm-hmm. But with her, I mean, she's, you know, super busy. Um, with acting and everything. I learned tonight that you recently got your driver's license, which, mind-blowing, what took you so long? Um, what took me so long? Okay, definitely the pandemic. I actually am going to blame the pandemic on this oh, one because, yeah. like, it was really oh, yeah. hard to book a okay, driver's sure. test because everything was, like, blocked. You know, you would have to scroll months and months, so that was, like, a whole thing. Um, flying back and forth from, you know, Mississauga to L.A. all the time made it really hard to schedule. So then uh, one time I did fail it. <laughs> I just did fail. Uh, that oh, no. I will take accountability for. <laughs> but I did pass my driver's test. And I am very happy because now I don't have to go do a driver's test anymore ever again. I also have to say that now uh, I didn't have to do the parallel park part and I didn't have to do uh, the like, you know, reverse park and all of those things because they're trying to get all of those like backed up pandemic tests through because like they know that a lot of people have been waiting and I was one of those people. So I got in at the best time, man. And now I got my license. Girl, same. I didn't have to do that stuff either. But you got you got your license like, oh, wait, no. I had to go get my I had to go get my my full G. Yeah, you only had like G1. Yes. I had to go get my full G the same time she did. I didn't have to do parallel parking and all that stuff either. Uh, this is Damon Mori talking to uh, my true Ramakrishnan from <laughs> from Never Have I Ever and also Turning Red. And uh, with, uh, I would say, majority, if not all of Maury's interviews yes. with a celebrity, right. things get super weird, yeah. super quick. Mm-hmm. I learned tonight that you were in my favorite musical of all time. It was your first thing in high school, your play, Chicago. And you played Velma. I don't know if you know this or not. I was an extra in that movie. That is wild. That is awesome. See, the back of my head, or sort of like a silhouette. Oh, wow. Nice. That's, that's, the, that's the shot. Silhouette shots? Wow. 
That's that's art right there. Okay, so I thought, how cool would it be if you and I sang a couple of beginning lines from all that jazz? I think you can serenade me. Yeah. You can you can do it yourself. I warn you in advance. <laughs> okay, you okay. Come on, babe, why don't we paint the town and all that jazz? Wait, did you have to sing it in the movie? No, I just love the musical. Oh, so you were just committed, committed. <laughs> I was going to say, like, if you sung it in the movie and then it's just the back of your head, that sort of sucks. But okay, I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't rip you off for your vocals because that, that was amazing. That was beautiful. I'll give you. Uh, you, you you interrupted me. <laughs> no, I, I was. I was just. I just had to say. I had to ask. I was curious. How do they do that? Come on, babe. Why don't we paint the town and all that jazz and all that jazz? I'm gonna rouge my knees and wear my stockings down. How was that? I loved it. I loved it. I thought. Why didn't they put you in the ensemble? Well, multiple reasons. Come on now. I know. I'm only 20 years old. Come on. Uh, my treat, Ramakrishna. Thank you so much for joining us on the Roz and Mocha Show. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, big up to uh, Scotty Barnes from the Toronto Raptors picking up Scott Rookie Bond. of the Year, oh, yeah. baby. There we go. There we go. The trophy looks like a basketball. The Rookie of the Year trophy? Yeah. Yeah. What did you want? It to I look thought like? it would look like a trophy, what but it's mean? like a sort of like a round huh? ball. Oh, like you want you ball. want like a traditional trophy with the basketball player on the top of yeah, it, yeah, like right? with a guy shooting a hoop kind uh, yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, they don't give those trophies out in pro sports. None of the trophies in pro sports <laughs> look like that. Um, they presented Scotty Barnes with the trophy uh, prior to Saturday's game. Uh, this was, I believe, on Friday afternoon during practice. Right? Okay, yeah. Uh, Saturday, of course, uh, Raptors came through during game four, avoided the sweep and <sighs> beat Philly. Game five is tonight at eight o'clock. And all the, the, the team, they were all uh, inside, not Scotiabank Arena. Where are they pra- at um, oh, the, 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 the Ovio sports complex there, right? And there was a giant television um, that was off at the time. And then they turned the television on, right? They gathered the team. Hey, everyone. And then you see Vince Carter, right? Oh, yeah? Raptors alumni up on the screen. Yo, Scotty. Scotty Barnes, what's up, man? It's Vince Carter here. Hey, I know you're busy and locked in for the game. I get it. But I just want to say I've truly enjoyed watching you play this year. It takes me back to when I was a rookie and I was able to win the 1998 Rookie of the Year Award Trophy. Oh. Great memories, man. Great memories. I want to give you some quick Raptors history, if I could, since we're on the subject. Did you know it's only been three Raptors players in franchise history to win this award? David Stoudemire, me, and a six foot seven rookie from West Palm Beach, Florida, my fellow Florida boy, Scotty Yeah, man, congratulations, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you continue to achieve success in the NBA. You're up next, bro. You're up next. Yeah, man, Scotty Barnes uh, has got like the, the eyes of everybody in the NBA on him at only okay twenty years at old. Time? Oh yeah, my god, of course, yeah, that's yeah. such a you're in front big... of your teammates. I don't know, is that like a, a cool thing? I mean, is it cool to cry in front of your teammates? I would ball my eyes out. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it looked like he yeah. was getting emotional. Yeah, I, well, I know what you're saying, Maury. When you win the championship, it's okay that you cry because everybody's crying, yeah. uh-huh. right? But when it's just you <laughs> and you break down in the middle of practice, is where people are like. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, guys, how many times in the past month have I cried on this show in front of all Fair of you? enough. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Solo. You're right. But uh, big congratulations to 20 year old Scotty awesome. Barnes, rookie yeah. of the year from your Toronto Raptors. Big game tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern. Go, Raptors, go! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, Mocha. Uh huh. You ready? Yes, sir. Let's do the news. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Oh, man. Uh, a complaint about inappropriate behavior by Bill Murray has led to the suspension of production on Being Mortal. This is a movie that is uh, written and being directed by Aziz Ansari. What? So Searchlight, so Searchlight Pictures sent a letter out on Wednesday to the cast and crew saying that the suspension occurred because of a complaint but provided very few details. They did say, quote, last week we were made aware of a complaint and we immediately looked into it. A copy of the letter, which was obtained by the New York Times, goes on to say, after reviewing the circumstances, it had been decided that production cannot continue at this time. Oh, no. uh, the letter didn't provide any information on the nature of the complaint or who else was involved, but a person working on the production who spoke on the condition of an- anonymity um, because the details of the matter are being kept confidential said that the movie was shut down because of what was described only as, quote again, inappropriate behavior by Bill Murray. And so this is Aziz Ansari's movie, too, which Aziz Ansari was un- unfairly, I think, canceled and dragged into for what he was accused of doing and, and, and wound up losing mm-hmm. um, uh, lot, with, with that note about the date came out. And so he's done since then. They did another season of Master of None, but he wasn't in it. No. Uh, he did that one surprise sort of stand-up special, which Netflix ran, which was quite good. It was about 30 minutes. And then I'm guessing that this was supposed to be his sort of like his comeback, his comeback almost. Yeah. And I didn't so, know he was directing. And so you're Aziz and Sorry. He's directing this movie, yeah. So you're Aziz and Sorry trying to uh, you know, sort of build around your comeback and your production gets shut down because of inappropriate behavior. But also, I, I know everybody's like, oh my God, I love Bill Murray. But don't forget what Lucy Liu said about Bill Murray. Because Lucy Liu was apparently a monster to Bill Murray on that set of Charlie's Angels all those years ago. She was? Yeah, no, him? he was. Oh, he was to her. He was. Oh. Bill Murray was a monster to Lucy Liu. Really? Yeah, and she's talked a lot about it too. Mm. And at that time, nobody did anything. You think he was like, Bill Murray was just like treating people poorly? He was treating her specifically poorly. No, no, sorry. In this case. Don't know. I don't know. Inappropriate behavior is so vast and vague that you shouldn't even try to speculate what they mean by inappropriate behavior. It Mm -hmm. could have been language. It could have been the way he talked to to somebody. It could Mm -hmm. have been... Uh, you know, excessive sort of changes done in a threatening kind of way. Like anything could really be inappropriate. But to shut down a production, that means an investigation is happening, right? And who knows if and when Aziz can get back to this, right? Exactly, yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Netflix reportedly spent $30 million per episode of this new season of Stranger Things. No, they did not. Yeah. In an exclusive new report to the Wall Street Journal, Netflix, and we know that they lost a ton of subscribers and like 36 points on their their stock share. A source close to uh, Netflix talked about uh, season four of Stranger Things having a per episode cost of $30 million. Season four will feature nine episodes split across two volumes, which means that that is a total of $270 million for season four of Stranger Things. This would make season four of Stranger Things more expensive than the vast majority of movies, including every Marvel film outside the Avenger films. More expensive than Game of Thrones, which was at the time said to be one of the most expensive shows at 15 million per episode in its final season. 30 million dollars an episode is, for Stranger Things. They're just going things. all in, huh? Wait, so only 9 episodes over the split season? Yes. Because part 1 of the the new season drops 
next month. Yes. And then part two in July. Right. So what? We're only going to get like four or five? Four and then another five, I think. Or five and then four. Yeah, whichever, yeah. however yeah. they split but it. But some of these episodes are yeah, like 90 man. minutes, right? Oh, okay. That I'm down with. Yeah, that I'm down I think with. some of them are some of them are long. Man. Like some of the episodes are long. I am so excited for this new season. Yeah, but I that's a lot of money, man. Well, listen, I they have to know something. Yeah. Like there was one bum season in the entire Two, series, right? Uh, uh, season two when they split up the band when eleven oh, was that went, season when, three? When, when, was when, that season three? Which one is the one where eleven went off and, and found and found her new friends? It was season. Oh no, yeah, maybe no, that was season. That was two. season two because season three season was three the was the mall. Yeah, yeah, that's when they redeemed. Yeah, the mall was great. The mall season was great because they put the team back together. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, look, so uh, Justin Bieber and Dan and Shay are involved in one of these. You stole my song, bitch. No. Um, cases. So this is for 10,000 hours. And they're accused of ripping off a song called First Time Baby is a Holiday. So here's a little what? bit of 10,000 hours by Justin Song. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Now here's a little bit of first time baby is a holiday. Okay. Let's see here. Oh yeah, it's the same song. Well, I know, but this is I could find ten other songs that sound exactly like this. <laughs> Yo, that's the same song. That's exact. Yeah. It's kind of the same song, a little bit of similarities. No, that's the same song. Yeah. Listen, but... listen, hold on. listen to this part, okay? Just listen. Yeah. This is uh uh, first time baby is a holiday, right? Listen to the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you listen to 10,000 hours? Fine. It is the same song. Oh, that is the same. <laughs> come on. No, but it sounds Shem. like so many other songs. Singer, songwriter, though. Shem. Come on. Yeah, listen. The thing is, is that songs nowadays all have this a very similar chord progression and all that. Um, but it's the same song, man. Right, but, 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 it, but here's but there's a lot of songs that sound just like this, for though. Sure, for sure, there's a lot of songs no, listen, that sound just like this, especially this part here. Okay, yeah. They should have ahead. asked me to be the judge. I could have wrapped up this case long ago. Okay. Listen, right here, look. <laughs> right, and then you go to this. Yeah. Like. I, I know. I'm going to find more examples of this. I don't have time to do it now, but I bet you I can find you five songs that sound well, no, exactly like this. Now. The case I, is closed now. The case is closed, for God's sake. I settled okay. it. Congratulations <laughs> to First Time Baby is a Holiday. Uh, Justin Bieber, Dan, and Shay owe you like $10,000. <laughs> right? Listen. And then you go to this. Okay, you wait. I'm going to find you Guys. more examples of this. I'm going to find you more examples. Judge Mocha just solved it and closed the case. <laughs> Come on. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so the Kardashians are denying faking that Roblox scene from their new show where Saint was on the iPad and came out and sort of showed the iPad to Kim and uh, there was a little ad on the bottom of it with Kim's face on it that apparently took you to a room where you could interact or watch Kim's old sex tape. Mm. And it was a big moment on the show. So yeah. here, here's how it played out on the Kardashians. It's okay. It's okay. It's not okay, though. It's not, you know, on Roblox. You know, Sam was on Roblox yesterday. And I'm 
thing popped up and he started laughing and I was like mommy look and it was a picture of my cry face and it was a game that someone made of Roblox and it said Kim's new sex tape when you clicked on it thank god he can't read yet and it's like over my dead body is this gonna happen to me again I just want it gone you know this is not gonna with me like it's not so I just want it gone so who's claiming that this is fake? Okay, so uh, here's the thing, is that, so Saint was on the iPad, and the scene he brought in the iPad showed it to Kim, mm-hmm. that he apparently stumbled across it while he was playing a game. Roblox says that it removed the room and banned its creator, and that no sex tape was ever even available in that room. It also said that only a few dozen players found it in the very short time that it was live. On social media and in some news reports, people have suggested that the chances of St. West being one of those who stumbled on it are very slim. One well-known independent Roblox developer told BBC News, quote, the chances of accidentally stumbling upon a game like that are astronomically small. There are two potential ways for St. to have found such a game, either or the family actively searched for it or even created it. What? No, I don't believe that at all. Neither of the Kardashians nor the production company uh, provided on the record comment, but a source close to the family insisted that the scene was not falsified. They say 50 million players worldwide log on to Roblox every day to explore, play and uh, mini games and create their own experiences. There are millions of player generated experiences and mini games with new featured ads with new features added daily. The most popular experiences are showcased on Roblox's uh, players through a curated home screen at the bottom and that one was never featured i don't know i that's that's a lot to i can't imagine putting your family let alone your five-year-old in a position to go through that experience and i have it all be faked for the show i can't either but what roblox and what experts are saying is that it's literally impossible that somebody would be able to one stumble upon that but it existed at one point for a very short period of time and so what are the chances though that saint right kim's son yeah was one of those people that stumbled into that room impossible is what they're saying but other people have done it no, they said a very short, a very small amount of people did, which yeah. is why they're saying it's faked, which that very small amount of people that could have done it could have been the people that were just making sure it was there. Oh, or were they set up in that way? Like knowing that the show was being But you filmed still have to then, get that to the iPad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like, she I, said like that, that would be pretty trash. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I agree with you. I agree with you. Deepa, what? Yeah, I don't know if it's a far fetch, to be honest, for content for the show. Because she said that he had no idea what he was looking at, right? Like, yeah. he can't read. He doesn't know what it is. Yes. So, for, like, the context of the show, he just sees a picture of his mom but has no clue what it is. So I'm right. like, is that? Yeah. It's, like, murky waters, but could yeah. be possible. Shem? Shem? You guys got small children. How, how old should kids technically be able to, like, read? Because Saint's six. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, that's six. a whole different conversation. Right? Um, no, six years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah. my son, he'll be five this weekend, but he's, yeah. like, learning to recognize words. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty okay. soon he'll be... Okay. I yeah, I think 
by six, he'll be able to, to figure out some of the basic words. I don't think that a six-year-old would be able to read interact with Kim Kardashian's sex no. tape. Yeah, Absolutely not. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Right? But it was just the, it was the picture. It was yeah. the crying meme photo of Kim Kardashian. So anyway, they've denied it, but they're being accused of either sort of making it all up or finding it and then saying, hey, this would be good for the show, or even creating it themselves. That's the uh, that's the accusation Damn. against the Kardashians right now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, did you see this video where Mike Tyson punched out a guy in an airplane? <laughs> yeah, good for Bro. you, Mike. So Tyson was on a flight from San Francisco to Miami for a marijuana convention. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a guy behind him who looked like he was wasted, also looked like a total a-hole, who was like leaning over the seat, like taunting Tyson and his friend was like filming him and stuff like this. I don't know if there's any audio we can play because I think that it was sweary and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But but then at some point, Tyson gets up in his seat, leans over his back seat, and then there's video of him just pop pummeling this guy yeah like in the head and then do the same thing though jeez I, I mean do we start we can't beat people up on airplanes right especially if you're mike tyson we can't beat people up on airplanes but apparently this what? guy like threw a water bottle at him oh, and all yeah. of this stuff and Fam, this, I, no. I know i know don't I know. throw a water bottle i know i know i get it i'd be there amping up mike I, right. do it again mike <laughs> yeah. you missed the spot mike <laughs> <I know. laughs> right. like back in the day we got back in the day mike right go <laughs> Right? Go for the ear. Go yeah. for the ear. <laughs> um, so I don't Yo, know. Yo, Mike, I think I heard him say something else. Hit him again. So uh, police are looking into it. They say that the uh, so-called victim uh, was treated for, of course, life not non-life-threatening uh, injuries and uh, didn't really cooperate with their investigation. And it's the, the video that you see is heavily edited because it's obviously the guy's friends that are filming it. Yeah. And, and, I'm sh- and, and a lot of the, it, there's a lot of cuts in the video. Oh. So I'm sure the biggest yeah. cuts in the video were the things that showed him doing the things that got him yeah, punched, guilty. right? All the guilty activity. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway. Yeah, hit him again, Mike. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Coachella over the weekend, uh, weekend two at Coachella. Billie Eilish, I guess, like, I don't know what happened. She tripped and fell on her face. It was before the lights came on. Is that what it was? Yeah, like, like she had to go to a certain mark on the stage and tripped over something. Before the show even started? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so here's uh, Billie Eilish and uh, how she played this whole thing out. Oh! <laughs> oh. Hold on, I got to hear that again. <laughs> Do you, do you think this, do, you, do you think her vocals were on tape there? <laughs> Can you just rewind? Give me the last ten seconds. Give me the last ten seconds. Okay, let's dance, huh? Ow! Someone's in there. <laughs> oh, she no. Even oh no! <laughs> She's like still oh, in no. pain. It's like the the tech person just hit play on Apple Music. <laughs> Oh, was she okay? She laughed it off. Yeah, but if, if it was dark, like who else would have seen it? Man. I guess like people in the front row, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor yeah. girl. So you yeah. had to say something. Oof, jeez. Can the... we hear that first part again? 
When she takes the fall? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That, now, that wasn't her face hitting, was it? Or was that her no. hand? That was her yeah, face. No. Sounds like the mic. The no, mic. That sounds like the microphone, yeah. But yeah. They, they, she, I, they said that she did fall right on her face, though. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. Yo, you guys ever fall on yeah. your face before? Absolutely. All the time. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> the oh, worst. Man. No, nose pain is something you forget as an adult, and yeah. then you bang your nose as an adult, and you, it all comes running back to you all the time. You I bump my nose the face. all the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> on your feet. The game to expect, I have a big nose. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So apparently Elon Musk and Twitter's board have reportedly been negotiating into the early hours of this morning over Elon's bid to take over Twitter. You think uh, so, face-to-face or is it just DM? Uh, no, this is all like meetings. This is like his people, their people. Sources tell the New York Times that the two sides were discussing details, including a timeline and fees if an agreement was signed and then fell apart. Uh, the source said that the situation was fluid and fast-moving. If you remember, Elon put together a bid of $46.5 billion last week, and it's low. Looking like this is far more likely than it was at the very beginning of all of this. Wow. Like it's, uh, it I looks did not like think it was going to happen. Yeah, it looks like it may happen. And then I was reading another article this morning of the next big company that uh, could be the target of a takeover is Netflix. Takeover wow. by Elon Musk? No, no, just by, by anybody. Like, like oh. it wouldn't be somebody like Elon Musk. It would most likely be somebody like um, Amazon, Amazon sure. or Disney, right? Because yeah. who wouldn't want 200 million, you know, global subscribers with a contract? content farm already uh but they were talking about how netflix posted their first big loss and they don't know how they're going to get out of that to start rebuilding Mm -hmm. and part of the problem is is that they're spending like i don't even know like 20 billion dollars or something like that on content but in this past year the content on netflix like aside from you know big hits like adam project was a big hit inventing anna no that wasn't that wasn't a big hit um squid squid game Yeah, Squid Game, game they, there haven't been any sort of real big things. And now they're going to start offering a discounted subscription price by putting ads in things. But the problem is that Netflix's original content, they're not built like like regular television shows where there's they they build ad they build like commercial break time into them. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna add commercials, you they just literally just pop up in a scene. Or it'll be at the beginning like YouTube or, where yeah, you no, 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 it'll it. no, it'll be like watching Hulu with with ads, which is they just slap them in the middle. Ah, uh, right. YouTube like, videos do that too. YouTube videos. It's going to be like watching a YouTube video yeah. where they're just like ads, just like three, two, one, and then boom, it pops up and you get 30 seconds and something else. So it'll so, probably be like ads for other Netflix shows, right? No, no they want to make no, money. No, no, they want to make money because that's the, that's the problem right now. Right. Yeah. So, so Netflix, they say, so could I watch be, another commercial for like gain detergent but the problem is anybody who's ever watched any of those sort of like low lower end kind of subscription channels streamers that have commercials the problem is that it's so frustrating because you're going to be watching an like a 90 minute movie and i'm fine with commercials but what i'm not fine with is the same commercial over and over and over again and that's what you're going to most likely three times watching the same like Yes. Like, cool, Taco Bell, I get it. Yeah. Mexican pizza's back. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I yeah. I don't need to see it 
four times yeah, messaging exactly, during exactly. my Netflix show. So, so I don't know. So a lot of people are talking about Netflix right now that they could be next. Wow. Yeah, because right now, like they're doing murder show documentaries like John Wayne Gacy and uh, Abercrombie and Finch. Did oh, you watch that Abercrombie doc? Oh, so good, but it no, ended it good? weirdly. No, there's no ending. What, for Spoiler Abercrombie? Spoiler alert! Well, because the sh- the store is still there. The- there. It ends? The guy goes away, like, No, leaves. I know, but, like, there's no, like, hoopla at the end. Like, it's kind of like, what and kind then of he hoopla? did this, what, and what, did what kind of hoopla did you want? Like, I thought there'd be, like, we'd see court footage of the lawsuit. I don't or- even know what this thing is. What the? <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Show the documentary you, is. You, you guys are spoiling did, all of this now. Did, did you watch Abercrombie, Shem? I did. You did? What did you, what did you think? Um, It ended. Yeah, so I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. I'm but you see, yeah. I mean, there was no like, like there was no like. Well, court is not exactly exciting. What did you either, want though? Right? Did you want the man to go to jail for? Yeah, what I man? For, for, being, for being a jerk. I thought, or maybe like, did he die? Okay, here's the. Okay, you want to know? You want to hear? I'll tell you in a, in a nutshell. Okay. Guys, surprise! On, surprise! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Okay. okay. Surprise! Surprise! The guy who started Abercrombie and Fitch yeah. was a complete douchebag uh, racist. Oh. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Okay, yeah. But no right? ending. Not, it's an unspoilable story. Okay, I got you. <laughs> okay. Did they explain why the store smells that way when yes. you walk in? Oh, 100%. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. Yes. And they, and they, yes. Yes. That part of it. You know what? Also, why, watch also it now, why so. they sell clothes, but all their models were naked. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Right? They talked to yes. the hot model that used to be on the bag. No, but that's, nobody cares about that part of the story <laughs> more. Okay. I'm trying to like. Spoiler alert. I, okay, and they talk to armpit guy. Yeah, nobody cares about that that either, man. I don't know who armpit guy is. Okay, spoiler. <laughs> he okay. Here's dog. okay. I'm gonna spoil. Okay, I'm gonna spoil. I'm gonna spoil Abercrombie and Finch right okay, now for okay, you. Okay? okay, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing that you learned from the documentary: that Abercrombie and Finch went out of their way to only hire good-looking white people. Spoiler alert. As if you didn't already know that. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Okay. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey. Uh, Meg the Stallion for the first time publicly and in detail on CBS This Morning goes through what happened that night that Tory Lanez allegedly shot her up in the Hollywood Hills and what the circumstances were. Because I, that's really the, the big mystery to all of this is how did these two people who were reportedly close get what what happened in those minutes where they were in a car leaving a party and then the next thing you know Meg the Stallion got shot in the foot so here's Meg the Stallion there was an argument in the car it, it was an argument because I was ready to go and everybody else wasn't ready to go mm-hmm. but that's like normal friend yes. stuff like yeah. we fuss about silly silly stuff all the time mm-hmm. but I never put my hands on anybody. I never raised my voice too loud. Like, this was one of them times where it was like, it shouldn't have got this crazy. It shouldn't have escalated to right. the way that it did. So I get out the car, and it's like everything happens so fast. Yeah. And all I hear is this man screaming. Is, he said, dance, bitch. And he starts shooting. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, he shot a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was is so he scared. in the car shooting from the car, Megan? He is he? standing up over the window okay. shooting. Uh-huh. And I didn't even want to move. I didn't want to move too quick. Like, because I'm like, oh my God, if I take the wrong step, I don't know if he can shoot something that's like 
super important. I don't know if he could shoot me and kill me. Like, Were you afraid for your life at that I time? I was really scared because I had never been shot at before. Oh, man. Right. That so so that's what it was. I guess, like, I guess to Tory Lanez, it was more of a goof than anything. Is that what she's saying? Where he yeah. was doing the dance, 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 where you shoot at the floor at somebody's feet and then they start hopping around. Is that, yeah, what, that's, thought, is that what she described, yeah. basically? Like yeah. He thought that everyone was going to get a kick out of it. What a terrifying situation. So that was uh, Meg Thee Stallion on with uh, CBS Mornings, which will air the full interview uh, later on this morning. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Chris Rock's mom is now speaking out about the Oscar slap and how it affected her and uh, how she feels about Will Smith and the whole thing. Listen to this. He is doing well. Like he said, he's still processing it Mm -hmm. because that's not something you expect. But when Will slapped Chris, he slapped all of us. But he really slapped me. Because when you hurt my child, you hurt me. What in the world were you thinking? So many things could have happened from that. Chris could have stepped back and fallen. You really could have gotten taken out in handcuffs. That's like next level when you hear... Oh, the moms. The mom says that it hurt me. Oh, when you hit him, you hit me. Yeah. So I guess Will Smith's and where is he in India? Is that where he is right now? Talking yeah, to like some like a like a spiritual guru kind of thing. To oh, get all, really? To get all centered and is right. he there with his family or is he just no. is a solo trip? Oh no, no, solo no, trip, no, Deepa. No. Just him. I think he he's like met with his guru multiple times and yeah. and like goes on spiritual journeys with this guy. But yeah, he's in Mumbai right now. Yeah. Oh wow, it sounds like a break from Jada to me. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. the rumor or what I read last week is that, I mean, obviously things have been tense in the house, but they're like barely speaking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Everything that I've seen of that relationship, it's like it doesn't seem healthy to me. It doesn't seem like a healthy household. They they make it look like it is. Yeah. But, you know, like a lot of people do, I guess. But it doesn't seem like it's the healthiest oh, there of were, um I read this morning there's like two other projects of his that were canned. Yeah. The Netflix one is done. The Netflix. Remember that movie, that terrible movie that some people liked called Bright from like 2018? Yeah. He was like yeah. a police officer oh, and his partner yeah. was like an alien or some sort of monster or something like that. Yeah. So they announced like, so it took off on Netflix when it first came out and uh, and then they announced that they were going to do a sequel. Right. So the Netflix just dropped that and then he had this documentary with Nat Geo because he's done a couple of them already and this new one that was supposed to come out, that one got canceled. Really? Oof. <laughs> Oof, oof, oof. It's rough. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, So little was known what happened on set of that Aziz Ansari movie that he's uh, written and directed with Bill Murray when they shut the whole thing down last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they said that it was shut down because of Bill Murray's inappropriate behavior. And there was no sort of details from any anything other than that as far as what the uh, an inappropriate behavior was. So a a source close to the production says this of Bill Murray. Uh, He was very hands on touchy. Not in any personal areas, but put an arm around a woman, touched her hair, pulled her ponytail, but always in a comedic way. Uh, It's a fine line and everybody loves Bill. But while his conduct is not illegal, some women felt uncomfortable and that he crossed the line. And another source adds uh, Bill Murray loves women and he loves to flirt. He enjoys poetry and romance. He's always flirting, but it's always based in comedy. It isn't clear if he crossed a line. So that is apparently 
apparently what happened on uh, on that set is that he's a flirty he's a flirty old man, lots of touchy, on your petting your hair, reading your poetry, doing all no. this stuff. I don't know. So no word, know. no word then on. I guess this is part of the investigation, right? Or no, no, this is full, no, full. yeah. I don't know what's going on with the investigation, but this oh, is just man. somebody who's who's close to the uh, who's close to the set. Like you know, you can't just pet people. Yeah, right? that, that like, movie's never getting made. You know by what the I way. mean? You, like, you I think that's it for the project. And I get it's Bill Murray, and you, you know, Bill Murray's allowed to do a lot of Bill Murray things because you always think that it's going to end with making you know your stomach sore from laughing so hard. Sure. So you let a guy like Bill Murray do Bill Murray things because you think it's part of a. A bit or that, like that a, it's, yeah, that it's for the that's for the joke. That he's doing, hey, come right? here, let me show you something, right? Yeah. But but when it turns into you know Bill Murray being less funny and Bill Murray just petting you, right? That's weird. Yeah. And you know how and I'm sure that you know Bill Murray didn't just decide to pet women on this movie set. Like this is something that oh, Bill Murray's been, been doing for, for years. forty years, yeah. right? Yeah. So that is according to a source on set what shut down that movie. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I uh, want to get to this now, which was a clip from the new Kardashian show where everybody's going in on Kris Jenner uh, for being rude to her drivers. So what you're going to hear is a scene from the Kardashians with Kris and Chloe in the car. Mm-hmm. And Kris had just got off the phone and she wanted to have a private conversation with the uh, with Chloe. So she asked the driver of the car whose car they were in to step out and then they made sure that all the doors were closed and the windows were closed but then one of them noticed that the trunk was still open and then so anyway it's the way in which chris jenner talked to the driver and then chloe has to come in and smooth things out listen to this sir can i ask you to leave us alone for five minutes i, I just want to do something real quick thank you is his window rolled up yes but the trunk is open Close the trunk. So you're yelling at a f***ing guy? Close the trunk. Excuse me, sir. Would you mind closing the trunk for a moment? Thank you so much. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. No. No. Was she saying it that way, like, because the windows were up and she's trying to get his attention? No, like, she was, like, yelling out to him. Yelling at him? Yeah, she was yelling out to him. I don't know. Deepa, you watch the show. Like, that's regular Kris Jenner to me. Like, she always yelling at somebody about something. I felt like it was regular Chris Jenner, but for an average person, it is hella rude. <laughs> so I get yeah. that part, but I'm like, yeah, it's just She's Chris just like always thing. rude. I think that yeah. when you're yelling at people who are sort of <laughs> in your world like that, that's maybe okay because y'all do it. But I don't, I, it's, we, it, it seems like, it just seems gross to me when you're talking to your driver that way. Oh, yeah, like completely. It's just, I'm not saying, I'm not defending her at all. I'm no. just saying she speaks this way to everybody all the time. Yeah, and sh- it's, it really is rude. Shem. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong here, but just from that clip, it didn't sound that rude. Oh, it sounds very rude. Shem, it did it. Let's play it again. Let's play it again. Can I ask you to leave us alone for five minutes? First of all, that's I right. just want to do something real quick. Thank you. Well, for five minutes? His window Pause for one up. second. Pause yes. for one second. First of all, you are in the man's car, right? Yeah. Okay. He's driving you. You've hired him to drive you. Right. And then you want to turn his car into your office? Well, keyword, she hired him. Yeah. And But you, you, there's a line, no. And when you hire a, a car and a driver, you don't get to ask the driver to leave i mean why didn't they get out and tell him to stay in the car please and stand and stand excuse me uh, okay continue continue you want playing. me to stand on my legs i just want to do something real quick thank you is his window rolled up yes but the trunk is open close the trunk so 
You're yelling at a f***ing guy that... Close the trunk! Excuse me, sir. Would you mind closing the trunk for a moment? Thank you so much. It's not what you say, it's how you say no. it. Yeah, Team Chloe she coming in for please. the win. She just said close the trunk. She didn't say yeah, Close the trunk! Also, I don't know. Also, Listen, I, I, I'm I think, deep on this one. I think that there are way, way, way more... Um, uh, there, were, there are other cases of Celeste being really, really rude, and that's low on the scale. Sure, but let's not try and compare. Let's talk about this one, this nah, one moment here. Bad, you don't think so? Listen, I'll uh-huh. drive them, pay me, and I'll you can tell me to close the trunk. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs> but it was the oh, fact yeah. that Chloe had to smooth things over. Like I've been in that situation before. Can you hear through the with. trunk? Well, yeah, because I guess I guess that's what they're worried about. Also, if I'm this driver, I'm like, what kind of paranoid nut jobs are paying me to take them across town right now? That I got to close the trunk so they can have a yeah. conversation in my like car. Like I care about your business? Right. So I guess they were worried that if the trunk was open, you'd be able to hear it through the back seats. Like if he's, he's oh, going to put on. his head in the trunk and listen to their business. <laughs> right. Like that's like, that's next level. That's next level. But this is, I'm sure, how that they've realized they need to live their Man, lives. This is right? not how you get five stars. Like you exactly like you're going into a bathroom stall and looking under like looking under all the closed doors to make sure nobody else is in there. Like that's the level of paranoid uh, and secrecy that I guess they have to Jeez. live by. Right. I don't know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, and oh, my God. Why does this always happen? The world's oldest person passed away. A Japanese woman certified by the Guinness Book of World Records passed away at the age oh, of... Oh, hold on, let me guess. Yeah. 125? Uh, Deepa, you want to take a guess? Yeah, uh, 147. 100, what? Excuse what? me? What? 147? <laughs> well, oldest person. Sure, okay. Uh, Shem, you want to take a stab at this? I know the answer. So yeah, okay, Maury, you want to take a stab at this? I'm going to say 115. 115. The answer is 119 years old. That's oh, before wow. the Titanic. Uh, Kane Tanaka was born uh, January 2nd, 1903 in the southwestern uh, Fukuoka region of Japan. This was the same year that the Wright brothers flew there for the very first time. Uh, When the Guinness Book of World Records recognized her, the oldest living person in 2019, she was asked, what moment was the happiest of her life? And her answer was, right now. That's what you always say. There we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So, Elon Musk owns Twitter. So, what's happening? Are we all getting on Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't care. Like, I'm still going to be allowed to tweet, right? Yes. And, like, follow accounts and see stuff? Uh, So Jack Dorsey has uh, finally chimed in on all of this. Uh, If you remember, he created Twitter. He's also boys with Elon Musk, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, they get along. Um, And he said this, uh, Elon's goal of creating a platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is the right one. Uh, He went on to thank the current CEO because uh, Jack uh, stepped down in November. He said, uh, thank them for getting the company out of an impossible situation. This is the right path, he said. Hmm. I believe it with my heart. Uh, He goes on to say that uh, in principle... I don't believe anyone should own or run Twitter. Uh, It wants to be a public good at a protocol level, not a company solving for the problem uh, of it being a company. However, Elon is the singular solution I trust. I trust his mission to extend the light of consciousness is what he said. And uh, just to remind people that uh, Jack Dorsey, 
uh, owned uh, 2.4% of the company. That is 18,042,428 shares. So after Elon Musk purchased Twitter yesterday, Jack Dorsey walked away with $978 million. Oh, boy. So, so does Elon now get to form his own board, like the board that was there? There will be, there's, there, I mean, you can have, you can build whatever internal thing you want, but yeah. they're, but they're a private company now. You don't need a board. Oh, I guess not. Yeah. Right. You don't have to answer to anybody really. Um, he, uh, your best to do that. Like every, you know, great sure. public or private company needs to have that, that sort of, you know, you need people but he's in not charge keeping of stuff. Them- the old heads that are still no, right now. No, no, no. That's, that's all. That's it. And uh, again, the big question is whether Donald Trump will be back on uh, on Twitter. And Donald Trump told Fox, he said, uh, I'm not going on Twitter. I'm going to stay on Truth, meaning Truth Social, his conservative uh, sort of uh, answer to Twitter. He says, I hope Elon buys Twitter because he'll make improvements to it. And he is a good man. But I'm going to be staying on Truth. And again, when he keeps saying truth, he means truth social. And uh, the best part is, is that Trump, first of all, isn't even on truth social yet. He's not even on the platform Wait, that he but started. it's his platform. I know. He's not on it yet. He said that he's going to. Really? Yeah. He said over the next seven days, as planned, I will join. <laughs> um, sure, buddy. Yeah. But the best part is, is, uh, is Donald Trump trying to actually say truth social. Listen to this. Had to give the American people their voice back by building something called truth Truth Central. <laughs> truth, truth Central. Truth, 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 truth Central. Truth. What's it? What truth? Truth. 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 Central. Yeah. Truth. Truth Central. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Truth. Truth Central. <laughs> Sounds, <laughs> what a branding genius, huh? I know. You know what I mean? Put it on a T-shirt. Truth. Yeah. Truth Central. Adina Menzel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that's what's going on in the world of Twitter. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Meg Thee Stallion, that interview she did yesterday with CBS Morning, a lot more came out of it. And um, one of the, the sort of big things was when we all heard that story initially, she had said that she uh, stepped in, in glass when the cops arrived as opposed mm-hmm. to allegedly being shot by Tory Lanez in the foot when he was doing the, the dance, dance, dance move. Um, and she explains in this clip why she lied and told the police that she had stepped in glass. We didn't even make it to to the house. Like, somebody had already called the police, and it was, like, so many of them. It was helicopters. I was like, oh, my God, we all about to die. Like, the George, the George Floyd incident had just happened. The police are definitely very much shoot first, ask questions after. So mm-hmm. I'm like, it's a hot gun in the car. I'm bleeding. I've been shot. They about to kill somebody. Like, something bad is about to happen. Mm-hmm. And they say to you... What happened here? I don't remember everything they said to me, but I remember them asking me what's happening, what what happened to you. And I didn't want them to kill any of us Mm -hmm. or shoot any of us. Mm -hmm. So I just said, I stepped on glass Mm -hmm. because I didn't want... Why did you say that? Why didn't you say you shot me? I didn't... For some reason, I was just trying to protect all of us because I didn't want them to kill us. Like, even though this person just did just did this to me, mm-hmm. my first reaction still was to try to save us. Like, mm-hmm. 
I didn't want to see anybody die. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's heartbreaking to hear, but it's interesting that even after you got shot, the guy that shot you is right there, and that sort of no-snitch mentality comes in, right? Like, mm -hmm. you, are, you are still not the person who points the finger at anyone and says they're the ones that did it yeah, because, shot me. because you know you know what will happen in that situation, which is, uh, you know, Tory Lanez may not be with us. Uh, but so here's the other thing that happened with that is that Tory Lanez, I guess, according to Meg The Stallion, knew what had happened. He knew he shot her and immediately started trying to negotiate his way out of it. And what is he saying, Tory Lanez saying? He's apologizing. He He's I'm so sorry. Please don't tell nobody I'll give y'all a million dollars if y'all don't say nothing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you offering me money right now? Help me. Like, and if you're sorry, just help me. Like, oh, my God. Right. I have never, like, throughout this whole thing, right? I have yeah. never, ever, ever heard. Like, I've heard Meg Thee Stallion talk about this, mm -hmm. but not like this. No. Like, no. with all the emotion. No, no. Help me. I'll give, you, I'll give you a million dollars. You know what I mean? Right? God, it's so heartbreaking. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, can we play that Johnny Depp thing real quick? So yeah. Johnny Depp uh, finished up his time on the stand yesterday in his defamation case against his ex-wife Amber Heard. Fifty million dollars. She's countersuing for. So he's done now. He's finished his part of it, and they went through a lot yesterday. And I was watching one YouTube feed where they have one shot on the witness box, which is where Johnny Depp was, and then a split screen with Amber Heard. And her screw face during all of this, like her facial reactions to Johnny Depp, it's like, oh, my God. It's so, it's so wild. And so this is uh, Amber's lawyer going through a lot of the negative press headlines uh -huh. surrounding Johnny Depp and that whole time with his alcohol and his showing up late and everything else. And Johnny Depp's sort of responses to him as he's reading off these headlines. Listen oh, to this. No. Johnny Depp reportedly drank heavily and was constantly late on the new Pirates movie set. Did I read that right? You did, reportedly. Johnny Depp's financial woes might sink the next Pirates of the Caribbean. Did I read that right? You did. I don't know. The How next article, May twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. Where did it all go wrong for Johnny Depp? After a string of flops and a ton of bad press, Johnny Depp's star power looks as wobbly as Jack Sparrow on a plank. Did I read that right? You read that very, very well. The next one, Hollywood Reporter, Pirates of the Caribbean, the diminishing returns of Johnny Depp. Did I read that right? You certainly did. Hollywood Reporter were very nice to me. At this July twelfth, two thousand seventeen. Headline, Johnny Depp allegedly showed up drunk to movie premiere, reports say. Did allegedly I read that correctly? Reports say. This is hearsay. June 21st, 2018. Mm -hmm. A Rolling Stone article entitled The Trouble with Johnny Depp. Multi-million dollar lawsuits, a haze of booze and hash, a marriage gone very wrong, and a lifestyle he can't afford. Did I read that right? You did. You should read the article. It's and the last one. <laughs> Daily Mail, vodka for breakfast, 72-hour drug binges, and spending sprees that beggar belief. Allison Boshoff reveals why Hollywood's reeling over what's being called Johnny Depp's career suicide note. Did I read that correctly? You did. Who's Allison Boshoff and how does she know? <laughs> right? The commentary. Yeah, bro, bro. Wow. Yeah, it's Damn. crazy. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.